Are you going to eat mm -hmm. that all by yourself? <laughs> Pinchy would have wanted it this way. <laughs> My dear sweet Pinchy. <laughs> oh. No more pain where you are now, boy. <laughs> oh, God, that's tasty. I wish Pinchy were here to enjoy this. Welcome to Tripod, a podcast about cinema's unofficial trilogies, three films which are not linked by the usual elements like characters or plot, but instead are connected by a director or writer or actor, or sometimes much, much less. I'm Matt. I am Tyree. And Tyree was just dancing to the to the music, which we can hear right now, but I'm sure it's playing. Uh, today we're starting the Yorgos Lanthimos Existential Trilogy, his first three films in the English language with 2016's The Lobster. Snip, snip. Snip, snip. Pinch, pinch. Pinch, pinch. The lobster. Uh, a fine picture. It's not, a fine picture. Not enough crustaceans for me. Like One actual. star. <laughs> One star. <laughs> there wasn't a single lobster in it. <laughs> hey, I never thought of that. There isn't. Yeah. I mean, it's mentioned, obviously. Well, um, to, to, to get right into it, I, I found a quote from Yorgos himself who was asked, like, uh, why? Why choose a lobster? Why? Why this particular one? He gave mm. you know an answer similar, much much the same answer that the one Colin gave okay. in the film. Um, but he said um, in the original treatment, this, he said it was never part of any script that we wrote. But in the original mm. treatment, um, what happened at the end of the film was that his wife, mm. so not Rachel Wise, but the woman who dumped him originally. Okay, yeah. His wife ate a lobster with her new boyfriend. Like you just cut to a scene of them just enjoying dinner mm. and they were eating a lobster. Uh, and so he was like, there was an in insinuation that they might have eaten him, but that wasn't in the script from an early stage, he said. But that was kind of like, yeah, that was slight, slight motivation, but mostly it was all the reasons that, Interesting. that Colin gave in the film. Interesting. Yeah. I don't um, know. It's a funny title. As soon as you hear it, you're like, hmm, okay, I'm in. I want to know more about this crustacean. If the film was about you, what would it be called? As in ah. like if you were in this, in, in this world. Hmm. Are you asking me in a roundabout way what animal I'd pick? Yeah, in this, in this, if you were in this scenario, it's yeah. the it's the it's the main part why people are tuning in today. They want to know what animal with Matt and Tyree, and we want to know what your answer is. So phone us in at zero six five. Yeah, this is fuck. a call in show now. <laughs> um, we're taking calls, taking takes. What? Yeah, what do you have? A we got Jesse on line one. Jesse, uh, what what animal would would you, would you want to be? Hey, fuck you! This show sucks. <laughs> okay, fuck yourself, Jesse. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Uh, um, no, it's just a woman calling about like a, a show that was on before us. Like, yeah, um, I was just wondering if I could get that recipe for the scones. That sounded lovely. Ah, sorry, Janine. <laughs> just missed that show. That was uh, with Sammy J in the morning. If there, you yeah. were in this dystopian universe, what animal would you want to be turned into? She's like, oh, I just want the lemon cake recipe. <laughs> uh, lemon cake? That's not an animal. Uh, get her. Be pretty, what, would, what kind of cake would you be? Oh. Uh, man, what kind of cake would I be? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's too heavy a question, that's man. That's, that's the, too heavy a question, that's man. The, that's the quote for this for what? the for the post. That's the quote for the poster. Man, what kind of cake would I be? Hmm. And then just in brackets, takes it so seriously. Yeah, just it gives me an existential crisis thinking I'd, about I'd it. Probably something soft and bouncy, like yeah, like a lemon <laughs> cake or like a poppy cake. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, puppy cake's good. Yeah, something that you could eat any time of the day and it's just cozy. Like I wouldn't want to be a rich, you know, thick ice cream cake. That'd yeah, you'd want to be the kind of cake you could eat for, for breakfast and be like, it's essentially like pancakes anyway. Like it's the same yeah. 
Same yeah, so like a poppy cake or like a lemon cake, I'd go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Or on the other side of the if like I wanted to live as long as I could, maybe I'd go with like a gross like a beetroot cake. <laughs> oh yeah. What? That way people would be like, a I'm not, That's not a cake. I'm is it? not buying that. Everyone's making these fancy vegetable cakes these days. Like if you come across like uh, See, the people think they can try and achieve what the carrot cake set out to, and they can't. It, that thing is like in the stratosphere by now. They're like, no one can catch that. The like, carrot oh, cake. What about my patented celery cake? <laughs> the carrot cake is in a league of its own. Stop trying to be carrot cake. Yeah, you can't do it. Just do. No, nah, there's like people are trying to do things like like zucchini cake. Oh or, yeah, or actually, no. Mum, mum does make, in from the mum States, does make a zucchini bread, which is like oh, well, pretty outstanding. Well, there you go. If you're listening, mum. Come on. Kudos send, to send, you. Send some in the mail. Um, I miss it. <laughs> you get great. this wet, soppy envelope. <laughs> Three like, weeks later. Ooh. <laughs> it's, yeah, old and moldy. Um, so, yeah. Hey, I, uh, before, we, before we kick into this, this film, I, um, I, I have a trivia question for you. Mm-hmm. I actually need to get the answer up because I'm still so shook by the answer. Wow. Um, and it may be that you just know it immediately. but You're asking all the big questions today, Matt. What animal do I want to be? What, what cake, cake do yeah. I want to be? So... I, I got a magazine in the mail the other day. I, I um, it's called Total Film, and because uh, I like to, I like to put it out on my coffee table, make people think I know about movies. I actually don't read them; they're just, they're just coasters <laughs> by this stage. No, so it had, uh, it had what? So each, each, each. Um, the, the first issue that I got right was back in like July. So I was like, yep. "This is going to be great. It's mm-hmm. going to be like a Barbie, an Oppenheimer shared cover. Um, it's going to be like a really cool relic to like keep for for years mm-hmm. to come." Because it was such a huge cultural thing. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't that. Mm. It was actually a picture of Gal Gadot and uh, the guy from uh, the guy from the Jamie Durham. Jamie Durham is that his name? The Irish actor. Oh, is this uh, is this the is the, the 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 murder mystery movie? Of, yeah, some kind of a spy thriller thing. Oh. I have no memory of this. Yeah, well, anyway. It's, I, I know Gal Gadot's in something. I don't okay. even know if it's out yet. I don't know. I haven't seen any hype about it. So anyway, yeah. I got, it's a beautiful cover, but it's very, like, weirdly, like, I, it doesn't really speak to the time because this film is probably going to go into that category of ones that don't exist, potentially. <laughs> anyway, so a few months ago, by, I get one each month, and this month the cover was, um, I've already told you, so I won't make you guess, but it was Wonka. <laughs> is our friend... What's his name? Not Eddie Redmayne, Timothy the other guy. Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Wonka. Wait, is it Chalamet or Chalamet? Chalamet. Chalamet. Ch- get Chalamet is back on the air. I don't know what it is. I think it's Chalamet. But Chalamet. It's, it's him as yeah. Wonka. It's like a, it's, it looks like a big chocolate bar. They're like unwrapping it. There's a ticket. I got very, you know. Was, What's was, that? What's that line from the trailer that just like oh, um, tripped you up a lot? Where oh, it's like, it's like make that. something tasty, fruity, yeah. utterly insane. Yeah. yeah. What kind of chocolate like you like? <laughs> Dark, nutty, absolutely insane. Then it um, goes a bit like it goes a bit like psychopathic there. I think. Well, it's interesting because I saw all these videos come out after the trailer was released, where it's like whimsy is hard, or like like charisma, uh, charisma is hard to achieve. And I'm like, don't you know? Let's not judge it before it's out yet. Yeah. But also, it does look pretty pretty kooky. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, is that the take? That's the take. Is that going to be in the film? Like, because that was a weird. It, yeah. it feels like he's acting really hard. I don't know. Interesting. It's also uh, like the like way the trailer's in. spliced together, like who knows? Maybe it works better in the scene. Exactly. Like they could have been stitching different scenes exactly. together. Exactly, yeah. Anyway, um, go on about this thing from Yeah, here. so – so so or total film, total, whatever it Total was. film. Um, so it's Wonka on the, on the cover and they've done like a write-up about the film and they've done a timeline, like a visual timeline of all of Roald Dahl's um, uh, like – 
films, like adaptations. adaptations yeah? yeah. So there's like all the way back from from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory down to now. And I was looking through it and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that's good. The Witches and this and that. Whatever. James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, exactly. Classic. So it comes down to like the last three or four. Mm. Fantastic Mr. Fox, um, yeah. which I was like, yep, I remember that. It's a great mm. film, one of my favorites, 2009. And then mm. it comes to the BFG. Oh, yeah. What year do you think that was released? Uh, uh, um, I believe it was after... I believe it was after Mark Rylance's Oscar win. And when was that? That would have been like 2017, 18 or something like that, right? So No, that's too far ahead. If people are listening and that's like, the, yes, that's the question I wanted to ask. What year was the BFG released? <laughs> that whole build up was just for that question. But because it's when I saw it, I was like, it can't be. Like, it's, <laughs> this, can't this can't be. BFB. be. <laughs> I don't know. This can't be FG. <laughs> um... Shit, I don't know. You're 2018? Not, not, 2016. So this year? That's the, the same year as The Lobster? Yeah. Wow. 2016, okay. which I was like... Big year for films. If you had asked me before I'd seen that, I would have said, at most, 2008. Really? Yes. What the fuck? I, I was thinking... That's when I read... Because my I memory of when I book. saw those trailers and when I saw all that, like, it was because of the animation style and just because of, I think, I don't know, whatever. I just... I, I'm, I was staggered that not only was it old, uh, uh, younger than Fantastic Mr. Fox, mm. but by like nearly a decade. <laughs> I was just like... Certainly less memorable, I think. I put the magazine I down. I like got like a cold compress. I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Had to take a nice bath to really just flush that, that really revelation just, out yeah. of the system. Anyway, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a giant trilogy we can do? Probably, Matt. Probably. What God would it be? Damn. I I don't know. BFG. BFG's one, yes. Iron Giant? Oh yeah, that's giant. Okay. Oh, I'm curious now. What could be the third one? There is a there is Maybe a the... very cursed Jack in the Jack the Giant Slayer. Remember Ooh. that? Oh yeah. Remember that one? Hey, that's that's not bad. I, I mean, they're I mean, all awful not, films. I mean, I mean the Iron Giant's, great. Iron Giant's Iron Giant's classic, but like BFG, I'm not really keen to see that one. Jack the Giant. Have Giant's you seen that? it? No. <laughs> and I don't I've read the book. I read the book and I remember. That's Mark Rylance. Because I would have read it in like 2007 myself, the book. And I was like, oh, man. I was like picturing this thing as an adaptation as I would do as a kid. I'm like, oh, how would they turn this into a movie? Yeah. And I was like, it would be hard. I don't know if I could really pull this thing off. It's, just, it's a bit weird. A giant giant old man <laughs> kidnaps this little girl and then they i don't know what do they do they like make dreams but also just like fart like in this man's this old man's like cabin i i've never read it or seen it i have yeah. zero context for what the film's about that's pretty much it but then also except for these... the fact that he's friendly and probably the other ones aren't yeah so there's like mean giants called like grumbly whatever called fucks. bmgs yeah <laughs> what does that stand for <laughs> it sounds like an oil company. <laughs> you bumped the mic pretty bad. Though. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oopsie daisy. We'll have to cut all of this intro out. Um, oh, hell no. Oh, um, maybe. Speaking of weird films. <laughs> yeah. The Lobster. Yes, yeah, sorry, Lobster. You could kind of call it a weird film. I feel like it's an insult to it, but it's like absurd. An absurd film. Yeah. I think a lot of people watch this movie under the pretense that it was weird. Mm. I think. I mean, I said as a young as a young guy, I was like, "Oh, this is apparently this is an art house film. It's mm. very weird and different because mm. they speak in a very specific manner." Mm. Um, 
I mean, never mind the synopsis of the film. It's just like the presentation of it all was like, okay, this is a this is an art house film, but it's breaking waves in the in the commercial sort of theater. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was big when it came out. I remember all the like, and I hadn't seen yeah. it until until this viewing. Yeah. Well, when you get that when you get that laurel on your poster, the the Khan, like I think it was it was the out of competition one, or did it? Don't think it won the palm, but like it definitely got an award there. Yeah. Like the certain the uncertain regard or whatever. Yeah. Um, once you get that laurel on there, people are like, oh, okay, no, no, no. Well, I'll buy a ticket at Nova, I think. That sounds nice. I like Colin Farrell as well. He's good. Same cake lady? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's the – oh, I called container. in on that lemon cake. Yeah, container of a lemon cake. Um, I called this very bizarre radio show. They asked me what cake I wanted to be, and I was very strange. Speaking of I – I think that's the thing is my, my, um, my wish is that I'd seen it in like a packed-out cinema. Interesting. Because um, I watched it alone quite late at night. You watch a lot of films alone late at night. How are you doing, Matt? <sighs> <laughs> things, oh things aren't great at home. We can, we can cut this part. But uh, no, no, no. Keep it in. <laughs> we keep can it in. People this, need no, to know. I'm, I'm People need to know. Um, yeah. Yeah, things are good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> People need to know I'm doing well. I'm doing great. Living that bachelor life, watching art house films alone. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I think watching it with an audience would have heightened. It's it's similar in the sense of like watching Parasite with an audience. Yeah, right. Was one of the best film experiences yeah. I've had, okay. and I think watching that film alone would have been an entirely different experience. I would have been able to see that the film was still incredible, mm. but I wouldn't have had a memory of enjoying it with an audience. And so, The Lobster has suffered in my mind because of the fact that I watched it solo mm. with. The absurdity kind of weighing down mm. the, I don't know about pessimistic, but more like the somber, bleak, dark attributes of the film. Yep. And not, and the absurdism not lifting the comedy. Does ah, that make sense? Right. Yeah, so like, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching it with an audience, those moments where that, and I can tell, I can tell even alone. I'm like, that's that's funny, but I'm I'm not laughing. <laughs> but it's not like, ha ha. You know, funny. Yeah, no, it would be though, because there were moments <laughs> yeah, yeah. in it that I was like, that's hilarious, but I wasn't like, yeah, I wasn't laughing. I wasn't like, like there's there's moments in this film that I imagine if you're watching it with people who are like mm. enjoying the the yeah. thrill ride of it, you're you're almost like probably doubled over with how mm. funny some of the lines are because of how how. how disparate and strange they they are yeah i yeah. don't vividly remember watching this movie when i did but i remember i was with my brother twin brother tasman we went to the we went to the nova in carlton shout out future guest of the pod uh, future guest of the pod um i don't remember if it was like a packed out cinema on I, d- I doubt it was it would have been like yeah like with every pretty much every cinema screening it was like half maybe half filled mm. maybe small mm. small theater um but actually it was interesting because I agree with exactly everything you said. Like watching this with a big crowd would be fun, but the crowd yes, I happen to watch it needed that. <laughs> but and there is a but. Uh-huh. The crowd I watched it with, uh, it was almost like people were self conscious of the fact that there were others around them, and were all like going, "Fuck, should I laugh here? I don't know. If we should laugh at this. Okay, I'll just." Mm. Uh, okay. So there were funny parts, but I don't remember leaving and going, "That was fucking hilarious." It's like and I got a slap in my knee. But when I watched it the second time, and like I have the benefit of watching it a second time, so. You know, whenever you go into a movie, there's a part of you that's either 
trying to understand all the elements of the plot or trying to like read into every image and going, oh, that, that, that means this and this mm. is a metaphor for that. Um, that's stripped away with the second viewing a lot of the time. And so this time when I watched it by myself, I was literally laughing aloud and going, that is actually, that is fun. <laughs> that is fun. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like, cause I'm already going in going, oh, I know this is a morbid movie. Like mm. there's some bleak elements to it. It's not, mm. I mean, there's literally, I don't know. It's like it's like literally always overcast in this sort of dystopian yeah. world he's created. Yeah. yeah, but not in a visually striking way. Just in a like, a, oh man, this is dour. Mm. Dour is the word I would use. Dour is a good word. Yeah, yeah. Dour is a good word. But there's so many like ways that the I was watching a few of the press conferences and the way mm. that the the cast were kind of a lot of the questions that were thrown at them. I noticed were kind of like this is a very dark film, but don't you think it's kind of romantic as well? Like they're kind of like. <laughs> It was like the interviewers didn't understand that something could be two things. Where they were just like they were like I don't know. I got like a kind of like a it's sad but it's funny. It's 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 dire but it's you can't do that. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah. They're breaking all yeah. the rules. Um, so I don't know. I think I think I think your ghost just has that style that is like both very absurd, both very funny, and also mm. um, you know leaning into a lot of like kind of stark violence and. Yeah, I don't know, but you could call it gore, but more like I don't, I don't know, just yeah. It's um, not gore, but it's very uncomfortable, and it's yeah. very yeah. You, your chest definitely tightens around certain scenes. Oh man, like, the, there, the, especially the, there's some images in here where you're like, Ugh. I was really upset. Like that's that's Upsetting. the vibe. Upsetting is a good word for it, that, as well. that, and that's what I would. I think I wrote down in my notes. Like, um, I think I've said something like, the, I can tell this is a good film, but it made me feel uncomfortable and sad. <laughs> Like, <laughs> but a, a good film can do it, that. Uh, it, yeah, it and can. Sometimes I just felt bummed a, out. Yeah, really. okay. I was just like, yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> but also, now I've having thought about it and having heard other people's thoughts about the ending and things like that. Mm. I'm, I'm now, and and also the the actors. I think Rachel Weisz and and also um, uh, Colin Farrell like Farrell, both yeah. say the same thing where they're like they view it as a romantic film because their 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 view of romance is 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 um, love conquering. You know, impossible odds, and mm. that's what they see this film as kind of representing. Um, there's up a lot until of... maybe the last, very last frame where it gets ambiguous. Well, I yeah, and I'm, I mean, I don't know how. I, I'm curious to see how you took that. I I missed a moment. Uh-huh. Oh well, I I missed. I didn't miss it. It was like a take that I heard after the fact. Yeah, where it was like, um, you know, he's faced with this choice of whether he blinds himself or not, mm. and it's like the person making the point saying. He could do it, mm. but even if he doesn't, he might lie to her and say that he did it. That would and be so on brand never, for his she'll, character. She'll never know. Yeah. And so it's this question. It's 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 literally the scene with the gun again. It's like with the the husband and the wife, the hotel managers. Is it like is he going to point the gun at her and therefore not blind himself mm. and sacrifice her own like just just lie to her and and mm. kind of conform to the fact that love and relationships don't actually. Mm. Like the 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 societal constructs yeah. all that stuff, or is he going to do it because he believes in love? Because he actually loves her? Like, yeah. Is he going to blind? You know, is he going to yeah. turn the gun on himself? Kind of thing. And I was like, oh, that's a really well put, like mm. really well stitched together yeah. argument for what that scene means. Um, yeah. There are multiple. Yeah. There are multiple different endings. You could say. Yeah. There's not just uh, he will or he won't. It's like if he does either of those, what happens next? And then is there? A, there's a third option, definitely that he can do. But I definitely agree because he's he's lied to someone he's tried to be romantic with before. Yeah. So that makes sense that he could just go in and say, yeah, I've done it and still have his eyes intact. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the one I picture most vividly him doing. Mm. Um, uh, there was a part of me that like tried to imagine a version of this, the ending where he does 
go through with it. And there's sort of like a, a final coda in which they realize they're not compatible, but now they're both blind. Because <laughs> like, so the weird, one of the weird rules of this society is um, people, there's a lot of rules we'll get into, I suppose. But the one I want to unpack here is people form partnerships with each other based on shared traits they have. So mm. if, if someone has a limp, they they date someone who also has a limp. If someone has a lisp, they date someone with a lisp. And in in this case, Rachel Weiss by the end of the film is is blinded. Her character's blinded, and therefore, in order to be with her, uh, Colin Farrell's character David has to blind himself. He has to chop his eyes out or like stab mm. his eyes out or whatever. Yeah, because they both shared the trait that they were short sighted. So that was the thing that they were like. Yeah, they were like. Yeah, we had. are compatible. Yeah, and then once that's t- once that's changed, it's mm. like everything changes. Yeah. Um, and they they spend a good chunk of the film trying to figure out if they have anything else in common. Right? Yeah, like, that's the thing as well. I, I was that. like, come on, you got to find something. Like you, yeah. like you don't have to be blind, do you? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Surely it's like, I got five fingers. That's yeah, some, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Stuff there. Yeah. Um, uh, but the point on all the sort of, uh, I wondered if it would be a more interesting ending or more accurate to my sort of. Uh, I don't know, perspective on the world, if he did go through with it and then they realized they had nothing um, sort of in common and I was like, shit. Cause, I don't know, there's something, there's something funny in my mind about someone physically blinding themselves and being blind to the fact that they were in love with someone for the wrong reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I wondered about that. I mean, But this ending I didn't like when I first saw it. I liked it a lot more now that I've seen it a second time. And You didn't like it when you first saw it? I was. I'm well, always sort of, of on the probably, fence you're about probably where I am right now. I'm always which is sort like... of yeah. I'm always on the fence about very open ended endings mm. where it's like or like very deliberate. Oh, gotcha moment sort of endings. Mm. So like, I, I one example I can think of is I don't like the, the ending of Inception, for example. Mm, yeah. Like I hate it. I'm like, oh yeah, of course you do that to us. Right. Like you'd you'd make us wonder where it's like. Ugh. You're you're of the thought that like a storyteller's job is to is to finish their story in in a finer in a and I I kind this of this is um, yeah this is my big this is actually a, a big thing I've been wondering about after right. watching this film. It's opened up a part of me where I'm like, I was listening to an interview with Yorgos and he was saying something to the effect of, you know, it's not an artist's job to make claims about the world. It's an artist's job to raise questions about the world. Mm. So, you know, and I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that a lot. And I was like, I love a lot of movies that make claims about what to, how to best, you know, that that are lessons for life, basically. Mm. Especially in like, you know, plot driven Hollywood movies. It's Mm. like, here's a, there's a, there's an argument that's happening on screen, a debate, basically. It's happening between all the characters on screen and you are watching it. You're watching this debate happen and then it finishes and they give you an answer and you're like, sweet. Okay. Now I have a moral to like go off of. And it's how I write movies is I'm like, all right, I'll write a theme and it'll be an argument. Do this and you get this. And it'll either be tragic or a happy ending, mm. basically. But I'm like, it, I guess it doesn't have to be like that. So I don't know. There's a part of me that's conflicted. I'm like, yeah, I, I feel like really, really, really good art finds a way of writing that line where it's like, all right, I'm giving you a very clear message, but also eh, there's a bit of ambiguity here. I don't, I don't know. Life is chaotic. There's, you know, there's no like easy answers to anything. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, I think I think when you make arty stuff, you have to ride that line in in, in a lot of ways. I think that's incre- yeah, incredibly well put, and I agree completely in terms of like that's how I write as well. Is very you mm. could call it formulaic, you could call it traditional. I don't know what you you know, but yeah, I just th- this film felt like something that I was like. I can see how well this is put together. I can see how singular the vision is. I can see how incredibly clever a lot of elements are. But it's almost like the finished result is not something that I'm going to gel with mm. in terms of 
the fact that even just something as simple as like the the tone, the um, like it's not something that I think I'm going to watch again soon, if ever. I don't know if that's kind of a bold thing because it's good to watch things that you're like tested by, I guess, or like that you're not completely, you know. I just, mm. I, it's almost like I don't, I don't watch films for this kind of a resulted like feeling, mm. and therefore I don't make or write stories with this kind of a. That, that elicit this kind of a feeling of yeah. like a feeling of slight unease, a feeling of slight pessimism, mm. a feeling of slight sadness. Mm. And maybe I'm taking all the wrong lessons out of it because I can definitely see the romance or like the, the hope in here. Mm. But there's also just so much darkness that is like hard to, I yeah. don't know, it's like it leaves you feeling a certain way. Yeah. A lot um, of that's, but that's to do great. With just, like, yeah. if art can do that, I'm that the thing I'm saying is that that's awesome. Yeah, it's just that it left me feeling a certain way that I'm like, oh. Right. <laughs> Was know. there a moment where you were like, where you felt your phone in your pocket and you're like, I better check my messages really quick? Did that ever come up for you? Uh, no, that, to be honest, I was actually pretty drawn in, like right. really drawn into the story of it. I thought yeah. I was like, this world is sick mm. in terms of like it's really clever. Yeah. Um, the, it's really like I, the, the story of it and even – I think that's credit to the, the writing and the creativity of it because the, the, this kind of a stilted monochromatic kind of very dead tone, deadpan delivery is a kind of film that I might check out of eventually. Mm. But this one I was like, I want to know what happens to this guy. Yeah. I want to, you know, or, or, but I kept thinking, I definitely don't want to see what happens if they get caught. I don't <laughs> want to see any kind of awful torture. I had, I watched the last scene with my eyes, with my hands on oh, my eyes. Oh yeah, getting primed. I couldn't, yeah. I was not, I was like, I'm not yeah. watching this if he's going to stamp, ram, ram that steak knife through his head. <laughs> and also the the scene the the um because we'll go through the the plot but there's certain scenes that, you know like for instance the 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 butter biscuit lady like <laughs> biscuit lady the biscuit played lady. brilliantly by the way by I need to get a name Ashley Jensen um I just want to flag that for a later segment but the, man, is she's this a repeat so is she a repeat from the Cornetto is she in those films she's those films? not but she's uh she's in extras which I love yeah of course that's she is that's who from. she is and yes uh, for yeah. anyone who's stuck with extras all the way you know that's like it's not just like extremely funny comedy it's got this amazing oh my God, heart. incredible it's, you know crushing, I mean speaking of but speaking of like that's that's the kind of stories that that Often, like, that is very much formulaic in the sense that it's about a character going through a journey where they learn something yep. and embody that by the end. Yep. Um, yeah. And that yeah. can be that can be very one-dimensional at times, mm. but it can also be really well done, like, in those instances and, and, like, in a lot of different instances. this The films like this that are up for interpretation that, uh, like you said, are just kind of putting up mm. society's kind of – like like Yorgos says um, – what we tried to do, this quote, what we tried mm. to do was just explore themes and situations in a heightened mode in order mm. to reveal more about reality and our everyday lives. Yeah. Um, it's the way that we know how to do it and we're not interested in just representing reality and building stories around it. Yeah. So he's actually he's, – he's saying that they – obviously they did this purposely where they're like, mm. let's look at a societal construct like the fact – like relationships. Mm-hmm. Let's – Let's make it all about that in a really yeah. heightened mode, and let's let's try and and I think it's I think he's really insightful and clever in the sense mm. that he's like let's see if we can draw some conclusions and some some insight into these things that yeah. obviously we don't take relationships to this nth degree, but it's like well in some ways it's like it's it represents society in a, yeah if in we a follow this logic way. to a, a heightened yeah when you take when you take some proposition to uh, like a crazy conclusion it's like well. 
I mean, that's something worth yeah reevaluating the the initial proposition. I guess is mm. if this is the logic, it ends up it can lead towards. Mm. Um, let's reevaluate it now. I'll look at it now. Yeah, I feel like his movies, like or at least this one specifically, I haven't seen um, the Killing of a Sacred Deer or the Lob, uh, the Favorite in a long while now, um, but his movies to me feel like they're raising a question. And then he's looking at the audience and going, okay, discuss. <laughs> yeah, whereas some movies... Are, I feel like that's valid. That's yeah. totally... That's cool. Yeah, whereas it's, some movies are more didactic and like, this <clears throat> is the lesson that you must learn. Yeah. Uh, do this and you get this. Yeah. Now go, mm. multiply, mm. do whatever. Uh, whereas this one, it feels like... Um, it feels like uh, an exhibition piece or something like that in a, in a museum where it's yeah. like, all right, what does that, what's yeah. that mean? Yeah. And I'm, I'm rubbing my chin now with my index finger and my thumb... In such a way that I look like I'm looking at a piece of art, and I'm going, "Hmm, yeah, what does that mean?" It does. It does have. Very, what does the lobster have to do with this film thematically? Yeah, it does. It does have very, uh, I guess, like very art, art piece feeling. Like yeah. even just some, even just some of the frames and some of the shots look like they could be like an oil painting yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to say as well, going back to um, the point you just rose about. Um, Societal structures and that kind of stuff, mm. and uh, it's going to sound pretentious. I don't know how to avoid that. Oh, I've uh, sounded like that. It's all pretentious. Episode, all <laughs> no, series, not brother. at all. Not at all. Well, no, <laughs> well, no. Well, the RPD episode. Uh, no, this is pretentious talk with Tyree. It's a new segment we're doing. Oh, nice. Um, no, I just want to say, like, to your point, um, social structures. So a big chunk of the film is uh, our protagonist trying to, or eventually escaping from this social hierarchy. Um, wherein he's sent to a hotel to find a mate, and if he doesn't find a mate within 45 days, he's turned into an animal of his choosing. Mm. Um, he reaches a point where he's like, i got to get out of here, and he flees to the woods, and he meets up with all these loners who are completely the opposite of that, where they're like, no, no relationships at all. Um, and they've, break in, they've broken free of this social hierarchy, but they've ended up forming their own social hierarchy in which you know they've created their own absurd and cruel punishments for people who end up, you know, coupling with someone else mm. uh i think one of them is like lips have been chopped off someone because they were flirting with scarlet someone. kiss or something yeah it's something yeah. awful <laughs> something just really yeah. bleak yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> yeah um and, there is and a- so it's, like, it's one of those things where it's like humans almost can't help themselves but like create societies and rules and we try mm. and break free from them and then we end up just forming them again um and i guess that's part of the problem we're having where it's like we're watching a film uh, that is trying to break away from, I don't know, some sort of framework Framework that we're projecting onto it. It's like, oh, <coughs> you're, you're, a, you're a piece of work and you've got to give me a lesson. Uh, that's what we're – and it's going, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. No. And so we're like – But what – how do I so, assess you? How do I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how it's, do it's, I live? You're so onto it though. And I don't a... know if that was like – I doubt it was like Yorgos's um, conscious intent to make that thought happen. Yeah. But um, it's definitely something that's come up in reading into this film and looking at it and just thinking about it. No, I think I think you're right. And I think he does it in such a good way. Like everything <clears throat> everything is on brand and on theme in this film. It's all it's all one – it's all speaking from or singing from the same yeah. song sheet kind of thing. Mm, mm, um, mm. Rachel – Weiss says uh, in an interview as, as well, like the, the the guy said, what do you think it means? And she said something similar where she's like, I think it means that – I think it's saying that we're all sheep. Like we're all – we you know, we, we, we follow mm. and even when we, when we leave the pack, yep. we just end up 
yeah, like you said, creating more societies Another of people pack, who then, yeah. yeah or even talking about this recently, we had a nice, we had a fun D&D session not very long ago at all where this, this subject came up mm-hmm. and we were talking about individualism versus collectivism and we are just like, eh, fuck, what do we do? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it became very, uh, very existential at the end there. It was, it yeah. was you know, much like this trilogy. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, and that's why, and I, we should say, like, this is not a trilogy that Yorgos has coined either. It's not no, like he's yeah. intentionally tried to make a trilogy. This is sort of one, again, that we have sort of put inside a framework. Ourselves. I actually yeah. got this one from from I think Reddit, and I was like, oh yeah, that could work. I'd like to talk about his movie. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be. I mean, I think I think it's important to do ones like this because it'll be interesting yeah. at the end, like in the the favorite uh, yeah. episode when we talk about it, you know would it would it fit inside a box set? Is it does it deserve to mm. be a, a legitimate trilogy? It's yeah. Uh, yeah would it be, be better suited as a quadrilogy now that his new film is coming out? <laughs> yeah, or things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, With uh, Ruffalo. And Emma Stone? Ruffalo and Emma Stone, yeah. yeah. And also Rami Malek. Oh. And Defoe. Oh, no way. It's a great cast. He gets wow. big. I mean, like, since Lobster, he's getting amazing casts. Like, yeah, Lobster's yeah. loaded. So, yeah, obviously Colin Farrell, we mentioned, playing the protagonist David. Rachel Weisz is in there. He's, like, a narrator for half the film and then becomes a... Uh, Best. A co-star. Best voice. Oh, man. Best voice. God. <laughs> I love her voice so much. <laughs> It could just like lull me to sleep. Oh man, it's so nice. It's it is such a nice, nice accent. <clears throat> yeah, it is pretty fantastic. It's amazing because, well, I'll, I guess we'll get into that later. I suppose I don't have to uh, open up that kettle of fish now. But you're right. Amazing, amazing voice. Yeah, she should start her own podcast <laughs> where she's just reading words from the dictionary. Actually, she's here today. She just comes in the. Would you? Would you be? How intimidated would you be if that happened right now? Like well, I just went, I, I, I know, yeah, I know a very... friend of a friend of a friend. If she just came in and sat down and had a – how fucking amazing would that be? That <laughs> would be amazing. Oh, it would be fantastic. I'd this be podcast sweaty. is lowered in my eyes because that's not going to happen now. <laughs> well, no. We've just set ourselves a target. Yeah. I, would, I promise I would only, I would listeners about... this. We will at some point get Rachel Weiss. It'd be funny if she came in and talked to us and we only talked about – like in this episode and we just <clears> only talked about the mummy. No, we asked her what kind of cake she'd want to be. Yeah. <laughs> What kind of cake would Brendan Fraser want to be, do you think? You worked with him once. <laughs> Twice even. She's like, oh, I have to talk to my managers. Why did I agree to this? <laughs> yeah. God. Anyway, she brings, you know, Dan- she brings Craig in to beat us up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry I have to do this, boys. Do we want to get <laughs> – it's time to beat you out of the best friend game. <laughs> do we want to talk about the – the kind of yeah, we've talked about a little bit of the, pre- the premise. Do we want to go into the plot and how it kind of unfolds and talk about it from there? I do. Before we do, can we just talk a little bit context, a little bit budget? Yeah. Let's talk about the numbers. Yeah. And then lead into the plot. That sounds. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds okay. good. And then we got to circle back to the animals because we ended up talking about cake. Yeah, yeah. We've got an open ended. We've got yeah. We've got to close that circuit off. Don't worry. That's our promise to you, listeners. We will. You. We. We will. Anyway, the numbers. Or maybe we'll do a Yorgos and leave it open-ended. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Maybe we'll do that. <clears throat> well, maybe we'll do that. Um, yeah, budget, $4.5 million. $4.5 million USD dollars. I reckon like... <laughs> USD dollars. <laughs> dollar dollars. USBFG dollars. <laughs> um, I, reckon that, I reckon that at least half of that was went into like the renting of that incredible compound that they were filming. Really? I would have said it would have gone to, like, that fucking cast. I mean, Jesus. Oh, yes, of course. The humans involved. <laughs> no, I just reckon that that place where they were filming, I'm like, that would be 
It was pretty lovely. That, that looks incredible. Chow. There yeah. were so many interesting, interesting like parts to it, like the mm. whether it's like the garden, like the the way the um, the, the horrible woman was eating out on the lawn, or like mm. where they had the jacuzzis, um, the lap yeah. pool, the amazing the, the, view, the, the, the like the what would you call it? Almost like the lock that it looks out on. Oh yeah, 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 incredible. Yeah, I guess it would be a lock. Mm. Yeah, probably. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nice so yeah, maybe like feature. just under half of it to that, the other half to the actors, and then the rest to all the other shit that comes up when you're making yeah. a movie. Yeah, oh, the rest of the catering, ca- the, the rest of the camel that walks through the. Oh yeah, the animals, the animal, I mean, animal Jesus, wranglers, yeah. the wranglers. Oh goddamn, there weren't too many. I wanted more. Yeah, fair enough. There actually. was what was there? There was a pony. There was a Shetland pony. There was a camel. There was a camel. You see a peacock. You see pigs. Lots of dogs. Oh yeah, the peacock was good. Yeah, you see the donkeys dogs, at yeah. the start. Yeah, oh, I guess yeah, the pig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, peacock yeah. gets it over the line. But yes. no, you want to see them all in the same frame. Yeah, you know, maybe. co-mingling where it's like, what the fuck? It's like the it's the uh, the Apocalypse Now story where Coppola realized pretty early on he was like, oh my god, the budget for this is going to be <laughs> not met because he was like he he started to he started a, I think Tarantino tells this story on another podcast, but it's like he 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 started a visual motif of helicopters going oh, in right. through through frame, and he was like, yeah. if I stop that at any point before they get onto the river at the end of that film, he's like. That I, it's gonna not work. And he was looking yeah. at the dailies and was like, "Yeah, this it looks crap without the helicopters." So like every shot, you see something <laughs> happening, buzzing in the background. It's like this film. Yorgos was like, "Every shot, we need animals." Yorgos, <laughs> <laughs> we have four million dollars, buddy. We can't do that. Uh, the the second AD has a dog. Yeah, <laughs> she's got a, she's got a Westie. She is bring not on. well trained and very old. Shits everywhere. Yeah, she's incontinent. <laughs> um, <laughs> It could very well die from seeing this many people in the same room. Yeah. Just the shock <laughs> the of it. Shock of it. Yeah. And I'm not going to be the one to have that conversation with her. Yorgos, that's going to be on you. Yeah. I'm really sorry what happened to your dog, <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> it just – it saw the crew. It just – couldn't take it. <laughs> couldn't it's take little it. hard. Just... You know that. You know that uh, that U.S. Senator Mitch McConnell oh, had man. one of those yeah, moments, yeah. <laughs> and it was just gone. Yeah, we couldn't bring it back. <laughs> Still use the shot though. It's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, mwah. yeah, Chef's kiss. Um, um, yeah, so no, 4. no, no. 5. It's a pretty. It's a modest budget. What did they make? It would have made heaps. It made eighteen million worldwide. Oh, okay. Like, no, I mean, that's pretty good. It's amazing. It's fourfold, but it's yeah. like I would have. I thought it was going to be like. A hundred. <laughs> no, so it wasn't like it wasn't like oh, this redefines. No, it was, so it was just no, like okay. a good like, success. Just because just because of the 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 yeah. space it existed in in my brain back then, I was yeah. like, oh, the laps. That's laps, the thing. The I remember there was so much noise. Heaps about, about it. it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was up for any like major awards or anything like that either, except for you know like the film festival run. Yeah. But like it wasn't going into anything. Yeah, much bigger than that, that, that I can remember. Mm. None of the actors got nominated or anything like that. I don't think the script got or anything. No. Nothing um, really. I don't believe so. Mm. Yeah, from, I couldn't see anything. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty pretty good return on investment, I would say. You got like nine million domestic, eight million international, so it's doing pretty well. And like, I mean, it's twenty sixteen. I mean, this is to be expected of art house films. You know, it's like mm. like uh, everything everywhere all at once is like <laughs> the exception now to the rule, where it's like, yeah, we can still be pretty successful <laughs> and get awards. <laughs> you know, yeah. like back in ninety, like we were talking, we talked a lot about this during our Kevin Smith trilogy. Where it's like back in the nineties, if you know, you made a movie for a million, you could make quite a lot of money on that, and then uh, you'd make a big splash. Mm. Nowadays, it's like <laughs> we made money, we yeah. made we made a profit out of yeah. the, in the theaters. That's yeah. good, and then they'll make the rest on their DVDs, I guess. 
For sure. Yeah. It won uh it won Best Original No, sorry. It was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. There it is. At the Oscars in yep. 2017 and it, it won the Can Jury Prize. The Jury Prize, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, the Jury Prize, not the, the Can. <laughs> not Can. <laughs> that's one more in the Can. It was Can. <laughs> is it much maligned? Yeah, no, it was it was Can. Yeah, it was it was uh Can Jury Prize. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't loved at Can, but Can, they loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I once I had a short film I made once and it actually got uh it got a into it was nominated for like best short film at the Cannes World Film Festival which has no association with Cannes whatsoever it's a complete like fake festival <laughs> <laughs> Not a fake festival, but like it's just like was it called the Can World Festival? Was it? It's called lo- like, it's it was called logo, the Can. A little open. It was called beans. like I gotta dig it up. I think because it was called like the Can World Film Festival, and they had a semicolon, oh, like a colon and subtitle. It was a and subtitle, that was its full title. It was, was part a of the subtitle where not Can. Something like that. It was just like let your imagination run free, and oh. that was part of the film festival's title. Damn, which is crazy. So yeah. Yeah, that's my claim to fame. <laughs> Uh, that on this podcast, obviously. Yeah, this is uh, we're both at, we're both at our peak. So yeah, it's a co-production between a whole bunch of different countries, like France, oh, heaps, and Dublin, yeah. and mm. England, and Amsterdam. Oh, not Amsterdam, you know, not not even Dublin. There's the country countries. of Dublin, <laughs> Ireland, and the Netherlands. It's a massive yes. co-production Greece as well, and Greece, obviously, yeah. And then eventually distributed by A24. Mm. Big year for A24. Do you mm. know what happened this year? Oh, uh, nope. 2016 uh, was the infamous Moonlight La La Land. Oh, of course year. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So this is A24's first Oscar win. Wow. For at least for Best Picture anyway. Yeah. And so from here, it's like a massive, you know, on the pie, on the on the graph, they're just skyrocketing up Get now. bang. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, big year for them. Yeah, we watched that together, that count. Well, not the count. The, we uh, did. That was the, the last sort of Oscars I watched. Before I was like, oh, I don't really enjoy these things very much. <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? It's an American film award. Yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah, I'm still, as a part of me, that's like, oh, I want to know who won. But another part of me is like, why do I watch this? Mm. They don't even show the editor winning anymore on, on yeah, TV. Yeah. yeah, and he's editing the show. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, crazy. Um, but yeah, so a big year for A24. This is sort of... This type of movie became emblematic of the stuff they did where it's like it is in the words of – what was his name? Robert Bradshaw, I think. I want to get this guy's up. Richard Brody, sorry, from The New Yorker. He sucks, by the way. Didn't like his review. But <laughs> as he puts it, it's just different enough but not too different, which becomes A24's sort of like recipe, I would say, where it's like this is commercial but also it's very art house. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a, a lot of people yeah. use the – a lot of people say of A24, at least they're starting to say like, ah, oh, it's the the marvel of art house, you know? It's like they make such big commercial hits, but it's, they're all art housey. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think another reason, actually, just on the just on Marvel. Sorry to get distracted, but like, I think that's another reason why this thing made a big splash was because it was a pretty good success, and it was 2016. There was like there was four Marvel mo- or four um, superhero movies that came Whoa. out that year, um, which was like. Like Civil War and like Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad, and mm. I don't know, whatever else, some other Marvel movie of mm. some kind. And on that note, Elizabeth Olsen was actually also offered the role in this film, a role in this film. Oh no way! Yeah, she turned it down for um, Age of Ultron, scheduling conflicts. Oh, yeah. that would have been tough. And it's because it's just interesting. Because she's like, I wonder what my she she said in an interview, like, oh, it's interesting to think what my career would be like if I went with that and not 
with Marvel. Was her role which has guaranteed be the... her like lots of exposure and lots of money. Yeah, but... and lots of fun. Like, could be fun. Playing, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think she's one of them that's pretty tired of it. Like, she's. I think she's happy to be. I think she's done now, right? Oh yeah, she. she yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they turned her character into a villain again, and she died. And then she got crushed or something. Yeah. It's kind of sad. She got a her character got a pretty bad run. Yeah. <laughs> Her, of all the characters, she, her character had the worst run. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Where it's was like she, she, she's like she's a villain in the first one. She redeems herself immediately. She like immediately goes get someone. Well, no, she like gets some like an, a civilian killed in the crossfire, and so she's blamed for that. And she's like, oh. And so then she's like, <laughs> well, everyone else is battling and having fun, killing each other, and like civil war. She's just like locked in this room most of the time. Going, Ugh, oh this sucks. yeah. And then she has to, like, kill... And then uh, the person she loves dies, yeah. and then she goes insane, and then she turns into the villain again. Mm. Oh, well, then she has the TV series. Yeah, that's when Whatever she goes insane. Whatever it's called, insane. WandaVision. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, um, was she going to be, was she gonna be uh, the, 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 the loner's leader? Oh, no, that would be a good... Yeah, it's her, interesting. I can see that stand-in. It could have been a completely different version of the script yeah. at the time, but yeah, I mean, probably. I could see it. I thought, well, so what was the, what was the Marvel connection see. where you were like, it's, it's, this, film, this film did well because there were four films released? Well, because so many, so many critics... Sorry, I should have... Yeah, I should have... Um, I should have... What's the word? Um, Finished your point. Yeah. <laughs> That's I thought, not a word. That's I a thought, phrase. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> this Elaborated. Film, this film did really well because obviously the Marvel was all you know that that whole thing was coming out, and people actually thought that the Lobster was a <laughs> was a was a small indie remake of a or an adaptation of the, the Marvel hero, the Lobster, back from 1930. He was bitten by a radioactive lobster, and he he adapted crazy lobster powers, crazy insane claws. strength, yeah, and, and an ability to shell. ability to live in boiling water. <laughs> they can't so, do. <laughs> it's notoriously what they can do. <laughs> That's his kryptonite. <laughs> oh no, water above 100 degrees centigrade. Every, you can imagine every. My epi- one true weakness. If, like, a, like a serialized show of the, the lobster back in like yeah. 1956. It was like every episode was like, oh no, kids, he's going to get lowered into the vet. And it wasn't like, it's not acid or anything like special. It's just boiling water. He's just like, no, no, snipping. <laughs> And then the reviews next week are like, uh, Lobster TV show clipped or snipped. <laughs> Cancelled after one episode. Episode. Uh, what the fuck? Ep- did I say episode <laughs> with an hard R? Anyway. Uh, my point, elaborate was the word I wanted to use. <laughs> my point that I wanted to elaborate on was there was such a glut of superhero <laughs> movies. Right. And like people were, this is when the fatigue was really kicking oh, in. Oh, okay. People this like, is where the size of becoming angry, where they're like, yeah, the angry yawns. Oh, yeah, the yeah. angry yawns were kicking and was like, we are getting too much superhero movies. And we now we're just getting too much superhero TV shows and yeah. movies. So we're still getting too many movies. Um, but this was a big enough art house success that so many critics were like whoa this is this is so different you know it's just and it's like that it's like richard brody said it's just different enough yes um but yeah it was definitely definitely something different for the year i think so because like you you mentioned them but there's even more oh 2016 saw batman v superman yeah Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool. Suicide That's the one. Squad. Suicide Squad. X Men Apocalypse. Oh, an Apocalypse. Doctor Strange. Oh. And Civil War. Wait, Doctor Strange as well? Yeah. Yeah, fuck. See, it was that a is busy, busy year. Six, six films. <laughs> and these wouldn't have been released yet. Like this, like, uh, oh what? Oh, my God. The Lobster wasn't, it was like a March release. But, I mean, those would have been on the horizon. Everyone would have been seeing the posters or hearing about it or seeing the trailers and going, ugh. Yeah. 
Is this the only thing keeping our industry alive? This is Doctor Strange. Looks like it. Yeah, it looks like it. Come on, Benedict. <laughs> Lift. <laughs> He's the hero our industry deserves. Use your legs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What a weird On screen magic. Wow. Doctor Strange. Uh, I haven't seen Doctor Strange. And the BFG. The BFG. You can't. That is a superhero <laughs> movie. Oh, I forgot. That's the film that redeemed cinema, <laughs> yeah. of course, for everyone. Steven Spielberg at the helm. A truly brilliant film. Mm-hmm. It was a yeah. It was a big year for the big friendly giant. Um, I don't think that film did very well economically. The first thing we see uh, is is um, well, the very first thing we see yeah. is this woman in a car who is driving along. Mm. She gets out. She pulls over to the side of the road. Gets out. Gets a gun mm. and shoots a a donkey. A donkey. Yeah, there's like um, a group of three donkeys. I don't know yeah. what the collective. Noun is for a group of donkeys, but it's a bunch of them. She yeah. shoots it. Yeah. Um, and then gets back in the car. Do we know this woman? Is she in the rest of the no. film? No. No, 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 no. And are we, is this a world where all animals used to be humans? That's a good question. Uh, I, I mean, I doubt it because you wouldn't know what animal to be turned into unless there was like a oh, basis yeah. for things. But I would argue that the line Olivia Coleman has. Yeah, I knew you were going to bring this up. Yeah. When, so Colin Farrell, we find out he's been left by his wife for a man with glasses. Another man with glasses. Another man yeah. with glasses, which yeah. is why it's so tragically hilarious. Yeah. Um, and so he gets sent to this facility, uh, this hotel, where he has 45 days to find a partner. Mm. And if he doesn't, he will be turned into a lobster, which is the animal that he chooses, which yep. Olivia Commons like, great choice. Cause it's very pragmatic and very uh, – It. Uh, I saw a review as well that it values the lobster. The reason he, he gives a lobster is all, all of the things that he mentioned are like valued in this society. So he's like – it's it lives for a long time. Oh yeah, blue it's blooded, fertile for its whole fertile, life, and yep. it's blue blooded like it's a, an aristocrat kind like of an thing. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 lives a long time, has sex a lot, and is rich. <laughs> now the um, question before you go on, the question on everyone's lips is: Will they make a Jordan Peterson joke during this movie? Because Jordan <laughs> Peterson famously <laughs> loves writing about lobsters. It's the Ugh. first. It's the first chapter of his Twelve Rules for Life. Uh, will we make that joke? Will we say something to the effect of, ah, oh, this is Jordan Peterson's favorite film because it's about a lobster? I can give you my JP impression. Okay. <laughs> Brace yourselves, everyone. Ash goes up with the crowd as Matt steps up to the mic to do a Jordan Peterson impression. <laughs> no, it's just like completely. No, I don't have one. Doesn't he talk really high? Isn't he like? He sounds like Kermit the Frog. Oh, lobster. If you just try, if you try and like do like a wet, it's like imagine like a, a balloon. Wet Kermit the Frog. No, like imagine a balloon that's just been completely. You know how like those helium balloons deflate yeah, yeah, slowly. Yeah. Just imagine letting the air out of that. That's kind of his voice. Okay. You know, Canadian. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is no easy problem. Lobster. <laughs> That's great. Uh, who knew you had a JP in your back pocket? Um, so, I mean, he's everywhere. So, he's like Marvel movies. You can't get away from him. <laughs> so much of him on the internet. Um, Coleman, yeah, says on, to him, she, he's, she's like, that's a great choice. Lobster's yeah. a great choice. Yeah. Uh, and she says really hilariously because he's got his dog. He's got his dog with him who turns out to be his brother. Yes. Who, was, who didn't make it at the hotel yeah. a few years back. Uh, and she says, most people choose a dog. Very silly. That's why there are a lot of dogs. 
Uh, but you chose a, like an you know you chose an animal that is. She says uh, that's why there are a lot of dogs. People don't choose rare animals. That's why they're endangered. extinct or endangered. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that gives that gives credit to the reasoning that potentially. Yeah, but then could you just invent an endangered animal? Like I want to be. Uh, I don't think you can invent Sophraxus neglectus. I don't know. I don't could know. you be a T Rex? That's a good question. If they have the DNA for it, I would pick a fucking T Rex. Damn old hey. DNA. <laughs> <laughs> we got a, we got a mosquito. <laughs> I we take it from the egg. You well, said, no, they don't take it from the egg. They no, take, take it, it from, from the, the amber. From the amber of the mosquito. From the sap on the from tree. The sap. I love the way that that describes. He's like. It's really quite simple. See, millions of years ago, a mosquito fell onto it, landed on a tree. Yeah, it, it I love it how like the, the tree was bleeding at the time, and then they just like they found how many of those? Enough, enough. I guess because they've got to get so all many different, different like fossils. Yeah, yeah. Or, to get all, all the, the different DNA. species of dinosaur they have. I mean, yeah, I love it how like in that scene, what is it? All the characters in in, in JP in Jurassic Park, they're all <laughs> they all get into the seats and they're all locked in. The second JP, like, yeah, true. Uh, they're all like they're in this. It's like a ride, so they have to be like this, these bars come down and lock them into their seats. Yeah, I feel like that's so funny because it's like, all right, we're gonna give you an exposition dump. Just strap yourselves in. Yeah, you can't yeah. escape. You can't escape. And like I remember as a kid, I was always like, ooh, and I'd skip through that part. Oh, that's my favorite scene. And the dinner. Well, they're my favorite scenes now. Yeah, that and the dinner scene. But I used to always skip through them. So I was like, boring, get to the dinosaurs, get to the raptors. Yeah. Um, you know, back then, they didn't have the processing power to do too many dinosaurs. So mm. There's not too many dinosaurs in that movie. Mm. Nowadays, it's like nothing but. Anyway, uh, no, I think your theory about them inventing endangered species is dumb, stupid. I think they just pick animals that exist and yeah. they don't because no one wants to be an endangered species. They don't mm. like proliferate them, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so and also to to your point about the opening, yeah, we don't know who that is. We don't know who she kills. Could be her brother. Yeah, could be her ex husband. Mm. Could be that she just doesn't like donkeys. Also, how does she know it's him compared to the other two? That's the thing. <laughs> She's very just like that one. I'll <laughs> do. She doesn't think it. She doesn't look for a trait at all. She just no. goes that'll do. Bang. It looks real as fuck the way that donkey dies. It must yeah. have been CGI, but man. Mm. Um, I think more than anything that just sets up the tone for the piece, like the rhythm of the um of the um of the windshield wipers going against the mm. windscreen of the car. I think it just sets up the tone and the pace, and that is like bleak. Rainy. It's it's raining, but just a little bit, not enough. Bit of violence. You can't play basketball outside, but like you know, bit of ambiguity. You feel guilty for staying indoors and playing <laughs> games. It's that kind of rain. So yeah, I think it's just doing that, just setting up, you know, the yeah. tone of the whole piece. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's um his wife dumps him for another man. He goes to the hotel where he has yeah forty five days. What happens after he after Olivia gives him his briefing? Do we go straight to the breakfast? Like the you know he kind of sets up the stasis of the and the routine of the of the holiday of the uh, I was going to say holiday. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. He, on his first, so he's given a brief. He's sort of given a, a briefing from Olivia Coleman, who's the manager at the hotel, um, who's awesome. Uh, I mean, this is the this is obviously something we'll talk about when we get to the favorite. Um, but yeah, she's great. Uh, no, so his first night, his hand is his right hand is tied behind his back, so that oh, he can yeah. value having two things and and sort of learn a lesson about like you know pairing. Yeah, the 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 the, the value placed on being with someone in this movie, yeah. and this universe is like the most important thing, yeah. in the whole world, yeah. Uh, and they keep doing those demonstrations throughout the film where it's like man alone, like man eating alone, and he just <laughs> like chokes yeah, yeah, to yeah. death. <laughs> 
and then man with woman, and she saves him, and all this kind of stuff. And then yeah. I like the little applause afterwards, yeah. like, oh, yeah. The little play. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great, yeah. Um, so, no, his first night, that happens, and then, yeah, pretty much into the into the first morning where they're all forced to watch couples eating in their sort of section mm, while yeah. they have to, like, think about, you know, finding a partner Who in 45 could, days. Yeah. He makes – he becomes friends with two guys. Um, uh, I think it's David and John, otherwise known as, like, man with lisp and man with limp. Yes. And that's – Ben Wishaw has the limp and John C. Riley yeah. has the lisp. John C. Riley is so funny in this thing. Hilarious. He's I like, love films as well sad, that put, like, put actors together that I never thought had worked together. Like I'm like, I didn't yeah. know that John C. Riley and Ben Wishaw have had like a fight in a, in a film. John <laughs> like, C. Riley's got a fun career because the first exposure, I mean, I certainly had of him was like Talladega Nights. Mm, or, yeah. And then like Step, Step Brothers, Brothers yeah. and I was like, okay, he's sort of this Will Ferrell kind of guy. Yeah. But then as you grow it's up, like, you're no, like, wait a minute, he he's it's actually kind of hard weirdly, eight boogie nights. What yeah, the hell is it's, this? It's weirdly similar to the dynamic with Kerry and Daniels, where it's right, like the first yeah. thing I saw Daniels in was Dumb and Dumber, and I'm like, oh, okay, he's just like a blind Jim Carrey. He's like dumb guy. <laughs> he's uh, a dumb guy, even though Jim Carrey is a great actor as well. But like yeah. he plays those heightened, fun like Will yes. Ferrell kind of comedy yeah. roles. Yeah. And I was like, ah, Jeff Dan. And then I saw John C. Riley again in the in the like offsiding with with um with Will Ferrell. And I was like, oh, he must be the same kind of guy. And then mm. you're right, like he's got like much like Daniels has this like storied kind of yeah yeah film Rich, career yeah 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 dramatic mm. work, but also very funny like. He's impossibly funny. Yeah. Like, and, like, that makes, like, scenes like the one where his hand is stuck into a toaster even more tragic. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. The first thing that you, everyone notices when they watch this movie is the way they deliver dialogue in this. They've got this. It's not, like, a detached delivery of dialogue. It's almost like – I almost want to say it's, like, childlike in a way. The same mm. way sometimes you see children actors – on screen and they're giving like almost like a deadpan mm. delivery of things or even like uh, like characters in a Kubrick movie. It's like they're refractions of a refraction of a human being where it's like <laughs> – because it's not like when they're in like extreme pain or extremely hurt, they're like, ooh, ow, yeah. that hurts. They're like they're giving it their role yeah. and they're like they're finding this interesting balance of like being very different but not like completely detached, divorced from – themselves yeah it feels like and it feels like they're saying it feels like they have no filter in some ways they still have the the capacity to lie yeah and to deceive but they're like also very matter of fact like they're yeah like very matter you know the woman on the bus she's like i'm gonna kill myself (laughs) basically (laughs) if this doesn't happen like you know and uh a lot of things like that that Mm. people just saying what they what they feel and what they and things that like yeah it's it's uh there's a lot of pretenses gone mm, from this a lot of subtext world. gone as well yeah yeah and not subtlety sort of mm. like gone yeah um that's where he also meets yeah um I've forgotten her name again which is bad biscuit woman played by Ashley Jensen and everyone obviously looked at this movie as like uh, the point in which Olivia Coleman's career sort of like catapults up. Um, because this is a relationship she has with Yorgos, which ends in the, f- well, you know, continues on to the favorite and gets her an Oscar win and everything. But Ashley Jensen's so good in this movie. Mm. Um, and she has, I'd say, like equal screen time and equal weight, mm. I'd say. And man, she's, it's so sad. Mm. Her character is so tragic. Mm. And that scene where she ultimately does decide to kill herself because she's run out of time to find a partner and she's just wailing uh, yeah. and like slowly dying because she hasn't jumped off a building tall enough yeah. basically is Which, 
is kind of painful. Foreshadowed as she talks about which which ledge she's going to jump from, and she's yeah. like, maybe I'll do level four. I think that yeah. will be higher. And, and even when, the way she has like a slight like like underbite as well. Yeah, is just, and she's always like her neck sort of like <laughs> when it just when oh, it cut man, to that scene so with good. her wailing, I was like, please don't let that be her screaming. I was like, please let her just have died. Yes, because like, and I was like, is that her? And then I was yeah. like, I think it is. And it was like, oh, it's I know, yeah. And you wonder out. like if she doesn't die, what happens next? It's just like, yeah, oh, it's so bad, yeah, terrible. But yeah, she's so brilliant in this, and she doesn't get enough kudos. Mm. Um, so yeah, the, the 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 biggest kind of change that happens at the hotel pretty soon is that uh, you know they're going through this this daily routine of like you know um, trying to find a mate. Um, but the other thing they have to do at the hotel is go hunting. Yes. Uh, which is they're ferried onto a bus, taken mm. out to the forest, um, and then sent to try and tranquilize as many uh, loners as they can who are mm. kind of all in the surrounding Yeah, woods. people people have decided, who've opted out of living in the city and, and finding a mate and they want to live in the forest mm. and be alone or like loners, basically. Yeah. It's very yeah. – the film is like it, – I'm – it doesn't ever answer the question of whether this society, this construct exists in only this city and this this country yeah. or whether it's a whole world thing because my thought was like, why do the loners live in this forest when they're getting hunted it's so one often? forest, Like, yeah. leave, go further. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or um, just pretend to be partnered with someone and live in the city. Mm. It wouldn't be that hard, I guess. But, yeah, it's like, I mean, everyone, so many of the cast are from different parts of the world, you know, like the US, England, yep. Ireland and all of Europe, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's, it's hard to read this film too literally, I guess. Like if you, if you started picking this thing apart, like it's, like it's a true hard sci-fi film, then yeah. you, you just, you'd go crazy. Yeah, like, true. There's no, cause you're like, wait a minute. So how do they, how do they do the surgery to turn people into animals? And how do they like, and how did, when he did this turn, thing come did, into law, this whole marriage <laughs> thing? How did David do that? How did David yeah. turn turn the other woman in? Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because like, it seems as if it's a like Surgical a process thing. thing, and not just a machine you yeah. chuck someone yeah. in. Uh, so it's like as soon as you start trying to like figure this thing out and like lay out the rules, um, you and start to a, lose your mind. A, a bit. few things that aren't answered, which is like when the woman that he tries to he lies to to try and um, form a relationship with, mm. she's like, "Oh, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn you in, and you're gonna be turned into the worst animal, like the animal no one wants to be." Yeah. And I was like, what's that? And then they never, yeah, never answers it. that question. But it's like, hey, yeah, tap, your ghost is like, discuss. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, what animal would you least want to be turned into? Like a tick um, or something. I don't know. Or a blobfish. Some, maybe something down deep in the ocean. I reckon that would be pretty freaky. Yeah. Like just pure black. You've got to imagine if you lived down there, you'd love it. Like if that's your environment. Or maybe not that. Well, that's the thing is when you're turned into it, are you? Are, is, are, do you lose your personality in your brain? It seems like you do because the dog was just a dog. Yeah. His brother. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you just it's another like, mystery of this film. <laughs> so it's not that bad of a fate. It's kind of terrifying, but you're like, well, I'll just be an animal. Yeah, I'd want to figure out what is the most like unaware animal, I guess. Could you be turned into an insect? I feel like there's too yeah. much flesh. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, they did have some... They did have, like, some parameters or limitations. Yeah. Like, even a lobster's like, how are you going to jam all that Colin? Because Colin put on quite a bit of weight for this role. It's like, how are you going to jam that into a little hard-shell lobster yeah. thing? Someone asked him that at, at, one, at, at Cannes. Um, they were like, they were like um, uh, how, how did you... Uh, how did you gain all of the weight and then lose all of the weight? How, what was that? And he was like, he was like, I'll tell you a secret. If you don't tell anyone, he's like, I ate a lot. And then, <laughs> And then, and then I ran. And, and that was it. He's just like, ran. a lot. He's just like, I ate a he lot. Ran. I, he ran? Yeah, he's like. Oh, I, he I, run? Because he said, he's like, to, to gain it all, yeah. he ate a lot. 
Yeah. And then to lose it all, he ran a lot. Oh, right. That's and just the way he said it was like, it was like running to get a lot. That's genius. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, fuck, the amount of money he would have been, I mean, probably would have been like a million dollars or something like that, or maybe less. I don't know. Um, it would have been a much smaller paycheck than his been conditioned to. And yeah, to gain like that amount of weight, I don't know. Mm. Love the commitment. I love it. Well, he's he's been also very my... different. Everyone was like, "Oh man, Colin is actually fucking amazing, isn't he?" Yeah, well, he he's just he, funny he, shit. He's he's great, and he's been in my brain um, a little bit recently because mm. uh, he got some. He got obviously a lot of clout recently with um, the latest the buzz. The latest the mask of, buzz. The other guy that he works with a lot. Mc, Mc, uh, oh, McDonough. McDonough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, with yeah. the Imbruge Martin McDonough kind of follow up. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say his co-star, whose name I've also forgotten. Mad Eye uh, Moody. Yeah, Gleason. Mad Eye. Uh, yeah, it's not yeah. Denim Gleason. It's um, that's his son. No, what was your point you were making about the clout with uh? Oh, um, I just couldn't remember the film that he was in recently. Oh, um, the Banshees. The, the, Banshees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, he was. He's. It, it feels. It feels common knowledge that he's in these kind of not yeah indie absurdist kind of strange mm. films. Um, but that's not the case, you know. So much. It's like In Bruges would have probably been one of his first. That he made that was kind of similarish, yep. Mo uh, like tone, mm, dialogue, mm, kind mm. of you know vibe, yeah. Um, and then Bleak, he comes back but with funny, this. dark, yeah. well, darkly comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's great because yeah, for a long time he would have been like the heartthrob. He would have been sort of packaged mm. as oh, this is like an Irish Brad Pitt, mm. uh, and then people, yeah, people have figured out and he's oh, he's really funny, <laughs> and he's also just really good at what he does. He, he's got a knack for it. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's gained quite a bit of weight, grown a very funny mustache. Uh, for this one, and for every loner they catch in the woods on this hunt, they're given an extra day to find a mate. And yes, one of the one of the inmates, I guess you'd call them at the hotel, has over 150 days because she relishes in capturing loners and just like being awful. Yeah. Um, David catches no one on this on this first hunt, and uh, that's that's not things aren't looking good for him from the outset. Uh, and then we find out there's even more absurd things that go on in this hotel. Uh, so the arm being chained behind his hand, his hand being chained behind his back was one thing. Mm. Uh, in the morning after the hunt, uh, a maid comes into his uh, room and <laughs> just grinds on him. Basically. This is played by now. Her name is her name is Ariana Labed. Uh, this is Yorgos's wife, um, and yeah, basically her job is to arouse the inmates or David in this case. Uh, to the point of orgasm, but then stop just mm. before he busted nut. Uh, essentially, <laughs> eloquently to... <laughs> said, brother. <laughs> Basically, to incentivize him to find a mate again, so yeah. that he can, uh, I don't know, nip that need in the bud. Keep him like virile, I guess. Yeah, like, keep yeah. him stimulated and everything. And I love his delivery of the line. Oh, yeah, that's awful. That's that's awful. <laughs> yeah. Can we not do this today? Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> oh, that's. Can you keep uh, going, please? Yeah. No. That's awful. That's just, awful. Just awful, yeah. Just um, awful. But yeah, throughout the, the stay at the hotel, we kind of keep skipping time, like, you know, 44 days left, 38 days left, yeah. 20 days left. So we kind of get the sense that nothing's quite happening. Yeah. And um, and all throughout that, Rachel uh, Weiss's character, is who we haven't met yet, is kind of narrating. Yes. Um, what and, and, and narrating in a very much like a way that you're like, oh, okay, so he's going to meet her and tell her all about this. Because yeah. she's like, she's... Literally at times saying things that we're seeing. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. like in the scene when they go for the hunt with the, mm. with a, uh, uh, in the bus and the, the, um, woman 
the biscuit woman is saying mm. how she wants to kill herself and he's like, yeah. she says that dialogue and then Rachel's She'll just like, rephrase it yeah, or like yeah. parrot it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's interesting as well when I was watching, I was like, it. what would you do in this scenario? Because he doesn't look like Colin or David, his character, he's, he's not seeking someone very actively. Like, mm. He is um, in that first night just before the hunt. It's not even night. It's actually during the day. Um, they're at the ball and Olivia Coleman's yeah, singing goes this and, fucking hilarious song with, <laughs> <laughs> with her husband who has this amazingly deep voice. Her husband was one of my favourite parts of the whole film. Oh, that, his that, face that's, is so Yeah, good, when he's yeah. singing. Yeah. And that's there. And all these subtle things that you can put together where you're like, oh, okay, they're husband and wife because they both have nice singing voices. How is that? I was like, trying to work out. Like, it must be, of course. Cause yeah, they're into they the both songs. sing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that's the only time he really goes out to seek someone um, and it's the nosebleed woman who eventually forms a partnership with Ben Whishaw's character yeah. who fakes his nosebleeds. Yes, because he's kind of the more I'll do anything, like yeah. I'll do what I like to, to get it. Yeah, and it's like anything to get ahead. I think I was putting myself in David's shoes and I was like, well, his wife's just left him. He probably still feels love for her. Mm. He's not ready to move on. But the pressure that society's mm. putting on him to find someone is like, well, you you can't force it. Like he, that's what yeah. he's. That's what the whole thing's about. I think. I like, never thought of it that way. Well, I completely because his because before you go on, yeah, yeah. it's like his his divorce or his breakup with his wife is so brief, and we don't even know the guy yet. And then it's mm. like never really brought up again. Mm. Um, so I had never thought of it that way. Yeah, no, I, I watch him and I'm like, he's a man in like grief, basically, especially the yeah, just right. the way he's holding himself. Like in the scene with the pool where we mm. see Ben Whishaw's character slam his head against the tiles mm. to make his nose bleed and make a connection with that woman. Mm. Um, Colin's just sitting there in the seat, like not doing anything. And you're like, this is a guy who has like 20 days to live. Yeah, he's not he's not going and mm. flirting with anyone. He's not going to try to meet anyone. He's mm. just sitting there with a drink, yeah. and he's just like, I think he's stuck because he's like, I I don't I can't think about loving anyone anymore. Yeah, I've just lost this. I've, mm. Like essentially, his wife has died in in mm. in, in some ways, mm. and um yeah he's he's and I was like I guess even with the heightened pressure of like if you don't do this thing you will be turned into an animal. Yeah, he's like I can't force it. I need to feel it real. Really. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and then of course, obviously, then, when he does meet someone, it's in the forest. It's it all natural it and lovely. Natural. But, and, but he does uh, in the hotel. Even like he does, his his animal bra- or his kind of survival instinct kicks in eventually, where yeah. he's like, okay, it's got to be her. Like it's, it's got to be the be, horrible woman. I've got to I've got to try and target her. Does he start doing something before um, Biscuit Woman commits suicide, or is it that scene where she does? He, he was he was he's talking about the plans that he's made, or yeah. at least um. Rachel is giving us the narration of what he had oh, planned right. to do. And then ah. um, when the woman kills herself, he sees it and he changes, he, he, he pivots to make that, for that to accommodate what he was going to say. Like his pickup right. line, which yeah. is basically like, I hope she dies quickly. <laughs> so what he was going to do was. What I'm he was, laughing. It he, is funny in what, this. What it sounds was, awful. But what he was going to do was follow her. Movie. He was going to follow her on the next hunt yes. and, and say that he wanted the kill that he'd or the tranquilized person would die quickly or something. Right, that's right. But yes. then that doesn't happen because they, yeah, the yeah. woman kills herself. So he uses that as an opportunity as go, an yeah, yeah. to show that he's heartless even though he's not. Yeah. And then they st- the, the, the next part of the film is their relationship being tested. So they become a couple. Yeah. They get put into a bedroom. The, the, yeah. the hotel has a rule where it's like you get put into a, a, a double room for a mm. couple of weeks. If yeah. you succeed in that, you get, get put into a, a yacht out in the, in the, in the dock. 
or yeah. out in the in the lock for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and if that um, fails, you'll be given a child to look after because yeah. that tends to apparently help. It tends to apparently, yeah, like uh, encourage like uh, civility and like no no more fighting and all that Which, kind of stuff. Yeah, it kind of makes sense, I guess. I mean, there's you hear it's always that dark story of like someone who stayed in a relationship. We stayed together for the child. child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's everything. You said that, and I know you don't have any children. <laughs> But you said that as if you had this lived experience. Oh, like I said, things aren't good at all. <laughs> we don't have a child, but we got a lizard. <laughs> we love that little guy. He's just shed. God, He's just shed so his much new skin. skin. So much skin. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he then starts this kind of fake relationship with this awful woman who yep. is very, I don't know, you could call her like... Cold, cold, completely heartless. heartless. Everyone, yeah, in, the, yeah, everyone yeah. in the hotel says she's heartless, and that's that seems to be her thing that you need to match with. That's like, her. So yeah, Colin that's her needs trait. to be heartless. She even tests her love initially by pretending to choke on um, an olive, yeah, um, which grossly touches the the, the yes, bubbling water. Yes, Did you know? I saw that as well. I was <laughs> like, like, yuck, <laughs> yeah. eat the other one. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe it speaks to her character a little bit. I guess this yeah. is gross. Um, but yeah, Colin, he he seems uncertain, but he decides not to save her, and it turns out yeah, it was a test. Yeah, and immediately she's like, I think we are a match. I think we are a match. Yeah, and so they they yeah. get paired off. It's immediately like you can see that it's doomed because he is just not this kind of a guy. So he's yeah, trying what's the to... what's the giveaway? What gives him away? Well, I mean, the awful dog scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, but why does she decide to test him again, basically? It was like the the day that Biscuit Woman commits suicide. He says something to the effect of, I hope she dies quickly because her whales will keep me up and I'm trying to get some sleep today. Yeah. He says something like that. And then um, she, when they, on their first night almost in bed, she's like, do you want me to turn the light off? And he's like, no, it's okay. I, I sleep can... quite easily. Yeah. And then she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Realizing that's a lie, she tests it again by, yeah, yeah very brutally. Uh, she explains maybe like a couple of weeks in the next morning, she says to him, um, I, I killed your brother. Your I kicked him to dead, death, yeah, yeah. which is his dog. Which, I mean, obviously, if you want if you want an audience to hate a character in a movie, oh. get them to kill an animal. In a really bad the, way as well. It's like the complete opposite of the save the cat rule where it's like, <laughs> you've got a bad character, just have him hurt an animal. Somehow. Kick a dog. Kick a dog, anything like that. Yeah. Um, it's the, the way it's sort of like that scene's constructed is it's just a shot reverse shot of like um, Heartless Woman and David staring at each other and then just an insert of her foot, which is like covered in blood. Yeah. And then and the way she does the dog whimper, like she's like, she, oh, it yeah. made this it made this noise like I'm not going to try and do it because yeah. she did it so perfectly. But it's just so awful. Yeah. And so then he he goes into the bathroom, tries to make it like it's nothing. Yeah, uh, but immediately upon seeing his his brother, just starts crying. Just basically falls yeah. apart, and she's yeah. like, "I knew it." And so she yeah. grabs him by the collar and leads him through the hotel. And he's yeah. like, "I'm going to tell the manager. They're going to turn you into this awful animal that yeah. we don't know what it is." Yeah. Um, and he uh, eventually, you know, works. I I can sense that throughout him being taken through the hotel, mm. like he's just like, "Do it, do it now, do it now, do yeah. it now, do it now, do it now." <laughs> and he's like, finally, just turns around and pushes her, or like hits her and runs away. Yeah, uh, and she chases after him. Um, and he eventually subdues her with a trank gun. Who we, we yep. find out that he's he's um, he's gotten a maid to work with him. Mm. Does that turn out to be the same maid that goes to the forest? Yeah, yeah, cool. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he he tranks her um, with the help of one of the maids, and he he uh, he puts her into the animal transformation room. 
Yeah. And she's <clears> gone now. She's she's no longer... That's kind of the first half, isn't it? Because then the next half is all in the yeah. forest. Everyone, of all the reviews I read, most people were always saying, ah, oh, the first half is better than the second half. I usually tuned out. Right. But I actually... I mean, to be fair, I did watch this in two parts. It was just I didn't have enough time to finish it the first time I thought it did. And I was like, ah, I got to go. Mm. Stopped, picked it up again. So maybe it's because I had a refresh in the middle. But mm. I thought the second half was just as compelling. The only reason I could see it tiring me out is like um, the the, yeah, the the tone and like the delivery of the dialogue. But mm. personally, I, I liked it a lot more. It's just the, the, the very – like the, the third act maybe you could say. Mm. Like the very last maybe 10, 20 minutes is like, all right, we should – wrap this up a little bit <laughs> but on. the forest i thought was just as interesting I, as the hotel stuff. i agree and i think that's in large part we'll get to it but the the trips into the city they do yeah is there a purpose to those not really there was i think other, no. than, other than just to be there and like be seen yeah. by her parents yeah it's more just for, for leah sadu's character who plays the Which leader I'm like, of the why does she need to bring them yeah. well she needs a partner with her for yeah a partner thing. for sure but she doesn't need two people i don't know why she like she preferences these two. I'm glad they were there because that guitar scene was awesome. Oh, yeah. Dude, how, but how uncomfortable was it? That's yeah. the scene I had the most discomfort watching. I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah, just um, slowly. So, yeah, the, uh, David meets, um, I guess you'd call a short-sighted woman. It's Rachel Weiss, basically. Mm. And because they have this compatibility, mm. um, they sort of start to fall in love, even though it's against the scriptures of the, the loner society. Mm. And, yeah, there's this scene where... Um, they're watching Lisa Do's parents, not her actual parents, but her character's parents. They make these like covert trips into the city. Yeah, every, yeah. They make these covert weeks. trips into the city and they're just visiting her parents to say hello. And then they're just sort of like giving each other these furtive little like physical flirts. Yeah, her parents are playing this gorgeous flamenco kind yeah. of classical guitar because they're, again, subtly, like, well, not so subtly. It's like they're together because they play guitar, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the same kind of classical, beautiful guitar. Yeah. And yeah. And then Rachel Weiss and, and, uh, and Colin just start like making out, but it's just really uncomfortable. And like, and the way they sort of like just sort of like tidy themselves up afterwards as well, and they're sort of embarrassed by the whole thing. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, because they've so, started yeah. to really, really fall in love at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very and sweet. so, so they have to then. This is this is when um, uh, they have to be very, very careful about what they're doing because they've found out that there are all kinds of just like the the, the society that they now live in is just as barbaric as the yeah. other one where it's like Immediately. the punishments are It's not terrible. like a gradual like un, like reveal where it's no, like, it's oh, like, wait, this society is just as bad. It's like immediately like well, this society when, is also when she When he got to the place in, that Leah Sadu was telling him about it, it was yeah. so much mirroring the, the Olivia Coleman scene that I was surprised when she's like, there's no touching, no flirting, no nothing. I was like, yeah. oh, what? He yeah. hasn't, oh, no, no progress has been made. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's almost worse. And then like, he meets the someone who had the, the scarlet kiss yeah, treatment cut, done on him. Cut your lips in a, with a razor blade yeah, make so you kiss the person. Just and then, as awful. Ugh. There's just as awful like punishments that way. Yeah. They're just as like callous and cold to people who get hurt or anything like that. Like I think and they're, they're doing like survival drills where they're like jumping in and out of cover and someone steps on a bear trap oh. and they're just like, oh, we can't stay here with you. Sorry. Well, it's very much – it's so individualistic, isn't it? It's like you got into this mess. Yeah. You get yourself out. Like there's – like this – that would That's be a – That's a good point. That yeah. would be a scene that they would dr- dramatize in the hotel where they're like, man alone walks in a wood and it would get caught in a bear trap and wouldn't be able yeah. to get out. And then they'd be like, man walks with woman in the wood and yeah. you'd get caught in the bear trap or she'd like point it out That's to him a good or something. Point. Like, <laughs> That's that would a good be the whole point. thing. Yeah. But when, when Rachel is talking – about the the um the rules and she's like you know there's a scarlet kiss and there's also yeah. the scarlet like intercourse or something oh. like that whatever or fornicate and i was like and i just paused i was like no no you're a guys 
don't show me this. You're not going to show me this. <laughs> where, where were we in the in the plot? Well, we're basically well, explaining the rules, the, the hypocritical. Yeah, rules no, but we're kind of we like the they 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 now love each other. They've, yeah. they've, they've established a code, yes. which is hilarious to watch them talk to each other in that oh, scene yeah, where yeah. it starts out being really, you're like, we, we had to make up a code to talk to each other mm. and we were so subtle yep. and it looks great. You're like, yeah, that'd work. But then they show like a wide shot of them doing it and they yeah. just keep like having to like stand up and like move their hands and like do like a strange like dance kind of thing. That would have been talk. such a fun process to yeah. see them coming up with that in rehearsal um, or whatever. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're kind of secretly in love and secretly in a relationship together. Yeah. And they and also, the loners have a plan yes. sort of set yes. to uh, to attack the the hotel. To attack the hotel and I guess I, I don't really get the the purpose of it. That I, uh, the purpose of it, I guess, is to spread their doctrine and be like, mm. you're the ones who are crazy. Yeah. You're, we're going to prove that you guys don't love each other. Hey, crazy hot take. Yeah. This film has a small relationship with a film we've reviewed in the past. Do you know which one? Uh, is it one of the one of the Cornettos purely just because of the actors who were all in it? Like no, Coleman and no, but good guess. No, no I was going to say Duck You Shocker. Oh, um, because you can read the Loners as a sort of like revolution oh. airy group. Yes, and it's sort of saying, well, that's not the that's not the answer yeah, necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's messy, don't yeah. you see? Uh, so yeah. Yeah, that's it. I like that's that. the tenuous. That's the tenuous connection. <gasps> and uh-uh. <laughs> the lobster. Yes, Coburn. Crab. Ah! <laughs> of course, oh, Coburn so played a crab. Yeah. Oh wow! Of course. Yeah. Of course, he was initially he was initially in line to play the, the <laughs> to, lobster to play if they had the an lobster. actual if they had yeah a with that extended one. ending they were planning on having him and then they're like ah we're sorry uh, I think he'd already been deceased many years he and... would have been great is he dead I think so oh no I can't imagine it I mean maybe I'm... hang on I gotta double check this now Coburn do 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 maybe he's not oh no no he's oh he's well dead oh he died he died like very short after sorry he passed away shortly after um, Monsters Inc it would seem. What? 2002. 2002? Yeah. 2002. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I wish it was still around. <laughs> Damn. I thought, I, I, yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. How old was he? Uh, looks like he was 82. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. He had a good innings. He had a good innings. So was, he was played Waternus, the hell out of the crowd. Was his favorite? Was, was, sorry, not favorite. Was, <laughs> was, was, was News? <laughs> I asked that so excited. Like, was that his favorite? <laughs> no. Was News his last ever... Roll? I don't know if his it was last his credit? last ever credit. He's all, No, he was in Snow Dogs 2002. Oh. Yeah. That hurts. <laughs> Wait, with Cuba Gooding? With Cuba, oh, yeah, was Cuba Gooding in this? It was, yeah, Cuba Gooding. Oh, of course he's the old guy in that. Ah, so you've seen four things. With, it's like, yes, oh, of man. course he's the old guy. He was 81. <laughs> no, he played one of the dogs, yeah. you idiot. <laughs> Took what he learned as a crab and turned it into a furry friend. Good God stuff. Damn. All right, well, uh... Yeah. What's the show of today, folks? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so they they launch this siege into the into the hotel, yeah. sort of break um, up the couples. David, That's their mission, I guess. Yeah, David takes he he volunteers to go to the yacht to to see his old um, friend, the nose fake nosebleed man, the limping man. Yeah, John, I think is his name. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And uh, he he tries to basically sow the seeds of of doubt in his mm. his his real nosebleed la- nosebleed ladies. Uh, mind where it's like yep. he doesn't actually get them it's this is all based on a lie yeah the blood on his shirt um, is probably beetroot juice or something yeah 
He gets slapped a few times. We Colin. actually we skipped over like because that's that's kind of the the bow on that particular relationship or oh, that yeah. friendship. But John C. Riley's character, oh yeah, he remains in the hotel when Colin escapes. Yes, and they actually end up meeting each other in the forest where it's like the roles have been reversed yeah. and and Riley's got a tranquilizer and he's like pointing it at David. And David's like, you wouldn't do that. Like, you know, he's kind of... Oh, you're my best friend, David. Yeah. I wouldn't say best friend. <laughs> he's so... F- John C. Riley is so fucking yeah. funny. Yeah. Like, he has this way of delivering what, lines, which what is, is sad his, does, and funny. Does he Does he strip him bare as a way of being like, you're going to die of exposure now? Because basically the tables are turned. David gets help from from the short-sighted woman who um, knocks him over the head. He gets knocked out and or he gets tranked and then they just leave him there kind of half naked. Is he... Is he we think that he dies. There. I guess so. I mean, he's only got two days left. Yeah. And his odds aren't looking good. Yeah. Um, I assume so. And just yeah. uh, flagging this now. So we're at 100. We're at uh, one hour 28. I don't know if this thing records past an hour and a half. I'm oh, shit. Bandcamp. Really? It'll just stop and we'll have to start again. That's all. I'm just oh, okay. letting you know we're two minutes away from that because it doesn't seem to keep scrolling past that area. Uh, but yeah. So I'll just keep an eye on that. And in, in two minutes, it stops. Yeah. I'll just reset. All right. Cool. And we'll wind this thing down. Yeah. Um, eh. Yeah, so that that's wrapping up. You're right, the, but yeah, the good friendships point. he yeah, makes with yeah, their, yeah. with them. But yeah, um, eh, oh, uh, 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 <laughs> you can't get you're all crossed up after that James Coburn thing. Yeah. During the during the siege, uh, the um, what's her name? Sadu. What's her first name? It's the leader. Oh, Leah. 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 She takes a, a bit of a a gang up to the manager's rooms, mm. and they. Yeah, they test their love. They yeah. give the the singing man <laughs> a gun. He points it at Coleman, and they say, "Pull the trigger." Um, basically, God damn. And he 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 is basically like, "Well, do I want to save myself, or do I want to save my what a what a dot partner?" Because I don't know. I mean, it's not too clear, but it looks like there's one gun in the room, and Leah gives it to him. Basically, she's like, "All right, who mm. who out of you would?" Um, be better suited to being single. And because yeah. he wants to live, he's like, I, I would be better single. She, mm. she can't live without me, so I should do it. He's like, all right, in that case, you have to kill her. He's like, oh, shit. So he gets out this. So she, Leah, passes him the gun and says, kill her. Um, it's the only gun in the room. I would point it right at Leah and be like, aha. Yeah, yeah. But he's such an idiot and I guess yeah. he's such a dum-dum. Well, so intimidated, I guess. And so he's intimidated. Not thinking clearly. Not thinking clearly. But yeah, and then he just points at Leah and then probably just highlights the fact that their relationship is built on a shaky yeah. ground anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, think, I think you could argue that all of the relationships we've seen in this film have been based on shaky grounds because they're basing it off inane meaningless mm. things. Yeah. Which is a a little bit of a thing I have with this film where I'm like, well, that's not I you could argue that a lot of relationships mm. in real life are built off those kind of things. Yeah. Superficial, not, superficial. Yeah, superficial. Obviously no one is like, oh my God, you have a limp too, you have a limp too. But mm. I think he based it off a study that came out of uh, maybe Cambridge or Oxford or something mm. where they found out that um I think it was some huge number of like uh eighty percent of successful couples had um established a connection, a commonality within mm. their first meeting. And if they hadn't, they wouldn't, they weren't going to be successful kind of thing. It was based on really? this research that's like you, you wow. had to have shared some, some element of commonality to then foster like, and it's not uh, across the board, but it was mm. just some research that I think. And probably you, Western, I'm guessing societies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think, I think that's what it's based on is like the idea that we, we, we flock together. Like we, we find someone who has the same values or has the same ideas or ideals mm. or whatever. And we, we kind of go with them. 
But this is obviously heightening it to a point where it's like just the commonalities can be so superficial and so yeah. strange and whatever. Yeah, yeah And yeah. so the fact that those relationships then don't work out, I'm like, well, yeah, of course they don't. Societies that we're living in doesn't argue that they would. Yeah. So I don't know if that necessarily lands as well than mm. the rest of what the film does for me. But um, yeah, it's it's tricky. It's 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 tricky because like the irony of the thing is, it appears that um, it appears as though Colin Farrell's David and um, the short-sighted woman have a connection outside of just like their short-sightedness. Basically, mm. um, it's, it appears that way, um, and they both they're both getting away from the. The strictures of like the the hotel and the city and how you have to be in a couple all that kind of stuff and they're getting they're trying to get away from the loners because that doesn't work either but then they're still conforming to an, uh, an even higher yes sort of yeah. societal I don't know dictate which is yeah you have to have something in common mm. that isn't that is superficial yeah yeah um, yeah and so it's like I don't know I, I guess it's just talking to that point that like humans we're sort of repelled by rules but then we also just create rules as well yeah we need, we need patterns and structure and things like that that's it um and so basically the after their raid they have a hilarious silent <laughs> electronic oh, yeah. dance music party so that's another one of the rules is the only music is electric music yeah and they because it, it promotes dancing alone <laughs> uh and they have a great scene there where they're doing that <laughs> the yeah, maid shuffling. is like just the the maid is just like just cutting, she does a high kick a rug. she's a kick like yeah, up to here it's, it's amazing. crazy um, and then basically the rest of the film is them being caught. Like it's, 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 it's that great cut, um, from the narration as it existed mm. in the film to then yeah. the, one of the, one of the, uh, like loners reading the diary to the, the loner leader. It's been found by the river and, uh, basically it's, yeah, it's, it's their plan to, to escape has been revealed. Um, yeah. Yeah, the narration, as we've heard it, is basically the accumulation of this journal that Rachel yes. Weiss has been keeping. Yeah, which explains how it's written. It, that was, I didn't notice that the first time, but this second kind of was like, oh, man, that was satisfying. It's cool. And that's it? when the narration stops, right? Yeah. We don't get it anymore. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah, so then so the uh, loner leader uh, takes out her, like, a, a revenge, I think you could say, or punishment, punishment where I she's like, okay, it. so she leads um, short-sighted woman, Rachel, to the city. Yep. Uh, on a on a on a basically a, a girls trip it seems like a, but basically she's like we're gonna go and fix your eyes. Yep. Um, she doesn't you ne- never find out what she actually told her. It's more just like we're getting this surgery. It's mm. gonna make your eyes better or whatever. Yep. And uh, she goes under and and the doctor instead blinds her purposefully. Yeah, yeah that's so the that, one bit of like not tacky exposition, but that's the one bit of it's only like one line as well where it's like she's, she's blind. blind. Yeah. <laughs> where I was like, okay, you needed someone to tell me that because mm. that would have been. Yeah, I mean it's pretty clear. But yeah, it was also just like it seems like that was a note almost from a producer going, "We need to know if she's blind." Yeah, <laughs> make sure. Yeah, we know. Um, she's and blind. she's she has this really interesting reaction where she doesn't say, "Oh my god, how dare you? This is awful. You've ruined my life." She's like, "Why didn't you do it to him?" Yeah, yeah. Why'd you have to do it to me? And it's like it's I, she feels I, betrayed. In her yeah, life. and yeah, it tests yeah. that idea of like, well, how much in love are they? I guess if she's the first thing she says is why? Why did you have to do this to me? Good point. Um, yeah. But I think that's Rachel herself in an interview said like she liked she she saw that line on the day and was like, Yorgos, this is this is not right. Like you've written uh, this wrong. Like this. Why would she say this? And he's like, yeah, I don't want their love to be so pure. They've only known each other like all of two exactly, weeks. exactly. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I love that. And she, she she has a knife at some point and she attempts to stab Lee Sadu, the leader, uh, ends up stabbing the maid. Or the maid actually is like the yeah, leader sort of like thrusts the maid into the knife, mm. uh, which was funny mm. and sad. <laughs> but then she's still welcome in the community as well. Like she says, um, 
the leader tells her to get over it and join us back or else you'll probably die because you're blind now. Mm. Rachel Weiss becomes like maybe 30%, maybe 35% funnier now that she's blind. Yeah. <laughs> Just the way she's staring and like. The, the, the funniest line in the whole thing I wrote down was, can we play another round of touch guest think win? <laughs> Yeah, that's so good. So good. Yeah, so like they they form this – they continue their relationship and what David is doing is bringing her things to touch yeah. and guess based off touch. But the passion for And she gets like a plastic end. cup at some point and she's just like – you can't cup. see the eyes I'm doing, listeners, but yeah. I'm doing the eyes. And yeah, she's like plastic cup. Yeah, and he's like, good, great. <laughs> and then, and then, the, but then she oh, keeps yes. getting things wrong. The... It's like she gives him, he gives her a tennis ball, and she's like kiwi fruit, and he's like perfect, ten out of ten. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's like so happy. But there's also that bit, um, the way she uh, reveals that she's blind. Like he comes and she's like, oh, yeah. oh, I love your haircut. Did you get it done recently? Yeah. Oh uh, no, I didn't actually. Yeah. Or something like that. It's like here, I got you something. Oh, delicious! I'm so hungry right now. It's a torch. <laughs> it's a flashlight. Wow, I didn't know they made torches this big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like she can't keep it up for more no. than a minute before yeah. she just reveals. Yeah, uh, but they, she's wearing the glasses. It's all funny. They they yeah, try so to weird. they try to make it so that um, they can still kind of work, but Colin is clearly like struggling because of this yeah. lost connection. Yeah, uh, and so they forge a plan through that hilarious code. Um, yeah. We don't quite know what they're planning, but it ends well, up this being... time he has to describe the code to her. So he's just saying, oh, yes. I put my hand above my head. Yes. I kneel to the ground. Yes, I lie down. I lie face down. Like all that stuff. <laughs> and it essentially explains, Does are we meant to believe that that explains his planned attack and killing of the leader? I guess And then so. also their escape to the city and then also the fact that he's going <laughs> to blind himself? Because that's an incredible code if that explains all three of those things. Well, you know, it's like it's like, uh, it's like the Chinese language. Context is very important mm. for the structuring of the mm-hmm. grammar. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I guess we are. Yeah, I, I buy it. I buy it. And then, yeah, he knocks out Leah, Lita. I don't know whether to call it Leah or Lita. I should call it Lita. That's the name of the character. He knocks her out, like puts her in a shallow grave, and then a bunch of dogs sniff her and, you know, as we can imagine, eat her face, basically. Yeah, that's something Which he, is something she, she alludes to yeah. happening if you don't get buried properly. Which I thought was like, I was like, are they going to eat her face or is, they, is she going to get found by the hotel? Because it seemed like there was a hunt happening. Like that. Well, because the dogs, it sounds like a hunt because the dogs are doing that yeah. sort of like thing, yeah. but it could just be dogs. Just good, just dogs from the hotel. Yeah. Mm. And the individuals aren't going to save her, I guess, because mm. yeah, she's already set the, yeah, she, she's yeah, hoisted by her own <laughs> petard. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the new happy couple essentially walk into the city. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of, bit of a trek, but they make it. And, it's uh, a bit of a red herring with the bus. Yes. It's kind of unnecessary, but it was there where it's like, they might get caught. No, no, they're not. Yeah, they're fine. Um, and um, well, I think actually it's more of the fact that because they're walking as a couple, the bus is like oh, they're a couple, they're fine. Like the bus, well, they hide. Yeah, but I think the, like I took it to more more of like they're seen, but because they're in a couple, they're invisible. Uh, yeah, they, like yeah, they've yeah, got yeah, that protection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's like they'll be okay, kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, they go to a diner. Colin gets up. Mm-hmm. Goes to the bathroom, sticks a knife in his face. Yeah, he in like, vain you know. searches for maybe some other connection they have where he's like, can I see your elbows? No. Okay. Would you like to see my belly button? No, I Oh, I, I know yeah. Is that what they were doing? That's what I imagine they're oh, doing. Of I can't imagine what else it is. So it's what like are they trying, for some, just trying to find I guess he's some... just looking for like a, a mark or anything, yeah. like anything. Maybe an innie or outie belly button Yeah, or exactly. He's like, no, I, I, I can picture it. No, I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it, yeah. And so he asks the waiter for a... 
steak knife and not a butter knife, which is terrifying. It's then, so sharp. Like, obviously, yeah. it's a prop knife that he has on set, but man, it's so close to his eyes. Oh, it's one of those things where I'm like, it seems like super safe and easy to execute on the day, but it's like, and like they I would said, have had I, such. I, I can only imagine they had a big briefing with like a knife specialist. Yeah. It was like, okay, make sure you don't hold it here. Yeah, I watched this whole thing with my eyes. With my eyes closed, really, ironically. Wow. I was blinded to it. Um, and then, well, is love blind? I don't know. Yeah. That's what the, that's what they're posing, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, love is blind. That's why yeah. tomorrow's, uh, next week's episode is going to be an episode of Love is Blind, uh, the reality show where people date each other in the dark. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, that, we're just going to describe that to people? <laughs> I guess that kind of makes sense because the idea is you shouldn't see anything. It's the dark. It's a really weird, gross show. People just feel each other up. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> You've watched it? Like I said, times are tough. Okay? <laughs> times. <laughs> you're watching reality TV show. Your iguana's not doing too good. It's just I don't know. It sounds like you're going through the walls right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it could be worse. It could be much worse. Could be worse. It could be the worst animal that anyone's thought of, but I can't think of what that is. Have you had a chance to think what your animal would be? Yeah. What is it? I would be a falcon. Mm-hmm. However. In the context of this film, I would probably be like a badger because... The, Wait, so if you didn't have a choice and they were like, we're going to turn you into the thing that you're most more, like, more, you think you're no. turning into a <laughs> No, no, I'd, no, I'd probably be like a rat or something. <laughs> or a pig, you have, I think, a in our, I think if in our Shaun of the Dead episode, you talk about how you would do in a zombie apocalypse. You talk about hiding yeah, and like, like using bait, using people as a bait yeah, to yeah. escape something. Yeah, I'm going to catch a rat sort of No, I think, no, I'd, I'd be a badger because I think that would suit the locale. Better like the geography. I'd, I'd want to oh, be like a badger a in a forest, like yeah. in a little burrow, yeah, and like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. just scurrying around, eating berries and stuff. Especially because yeah. I'm thinking if it's my brain in the animal, I don't really want to think about like I don't eat meat now, so it's like I don't want to yeah. like become a falcon and just start tearing guts out of things. Yeah, I'd rather sure. be a badger, just chill out. Mm-hmm. And also, I think I'm getting blinded by the fact that I, I'm probably imagining like a, a bit of a wind in the willows situation where I'm like I have like a vest and like <laughs> go to like a pub each day and like have friends and stuff. Like I'm probably, You're, uh, you know. This is not... this is a dystopian world where there is no sunlight. Everything is bleak. It is raining constantly. Yeah, so and I you go think, to the tavern every think, day yeah, and but just you drink think, Guinness you think, with my frog and beaver friends you think despite this world that is you'd be able to as a badger yeah in as a badger find just sort of create your own cozy sort of world i would hope uh dream the impossible dream (laughs) dream the impossible dream what would you you just cut to me as a badger getting torn apart by dogs Even just like, even just like, no, there'd just be like days where you're starving and going, if I don't find food tomorrow, that could be it. Yeah, well, what that's would you like be? That's why it's meant to be, what would you be? I don't know. I mean, bird, you won't, the right instinct was bird because flying would be fun. Flying would be great. It'd be fucking sick. So I wouldn't go penguin. That's that why I'd stupid. go falcon because they can go like 400 k's an hour. Yeah, wow, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah so that's, good. You know, that's rad that they can do that. <laughs> you know, I never thought of it. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, that was one of those. I would go, e- but I saw, I saw an eagle once when I was traveling uh, from Kashmir to, to uh, um, I was traveling to the, the um, fuck, where was it? Uh, I was in Kashmir, basically. Mm. Um, and we was going up this massive mountain. Fuck, there was this giant eagle, which oh, I, it was fucking massive. What kind of eagle was it? Do you know? Well, I, I needed to Google it. I, yeah. I, I've forgotten since. But, like, I like 
It's one of those things I went, oh, Big Bird. Holy f- the thing yeah. was the size of the car. Yes. Like its wingspan is because yes. you always hear, oh, it's a big wingspan, but like it could its wingspan would fit in this room, I would say. It's that big. It's oh yeah, fucking for sure. giant. I have exactly like the dragon. same I have exactly the same experience seeing a wedge tail back oh, yeah? down on yeah. like and Holy and the same shit. thing where I was walking along this dirt path and this big this bird just kind of jumped out off a branch about twenty meters in front of mm. me. It unfurled its wings and it started to fly. And as it unfurled its wings, I was like, Oh my god, that's a big crow. Mm. Oh shit. Oh fuck. <laughs> It was flying away from me, but it was still like intimidating where I was like, oh my God, it, it was so random. Wow. It's so rare to see it so low yeah. and just unfurled. It was like a jumbo jet. It was wild. Yeah, that was my first time seeing, I guess, a falcon, which is, yeah, much smaller. It was mm. trapped in our chicken coop and I was like, I could hear rustling. I was like, ah, pigeons got stuck in there. Went in and it was this big falcon and I was like, <gasps> and as a dumb kid, I was like, I want to grab it. <laughs> It could have done damage, oh my God. but luckily it was smart enough to just, well, it eventually figured out to just fly up and then out the door, yeah. which was open. And I was like, oh, you were like, eh. <laughs> I wanted a pet falcon. I was treating this thing like a Pokemon. I thought if I just grabbed it, <laughs> stuffed it into a ball, maybe just wore it down a little bit, yeah. call it names. It would just eventually like fight for me. Oh, that would be great. It flew away. Never to be seen again. Damn. Uh, yeah, I would go bird. Mm. Although that being said, I'd love to be like a, like a, a ferret or... What is that? What's the thing? Is it an otter in fucking Wind in the Willows? Uh, yeah, probably an otter in there. Something like that. Just yeah. some, whatever whatever would like. Kind I, of a long, I'd, like, I'd like to have tea with you as, as a badger. Kind of a long rodent. I just can't imagine that like if you were a badger and started a badger family yeah. and like I went over for tea in a vest and was like, doo, 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 <laughs> and I have tea with my – I can't like – I can't be sure that your badger instincts won't kick in and he's like, he's, going, he's coming for my eggs or yeah, whatever the yeah. fuck I have my eggs. They're not marsupials. But you're like – and like all, like, all yeah. of our history would just go because uh, your survival instincts would kick in. Yeah, and yeah. then maybe once the, once the, you know, the red has gone out of your eyes, you'd look at me and go, Tyree? Tyree. Ooh, what oh. have I done? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it would be cool to be a bird because you could be like a gull or something, like a seabird. Like, you get a lot gull. of food that way. Yeah, like, you know, like or like some kind of an albatross kind of situation. Uh, we can't talk about this for the next two hours. <laughs> we could, but we can't. No. Uh, oh, well. Yeah, I would go, personally, I would, I would join you in the, in the skies as eagle. Or underground as badger. Badger. Yeah, either or. Yeah, I just need companionship. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. we could be friends. Yeah, I hope so. Start an animal podcast. So. Um, that being said, if I was a, a a poppy cake, I wouldn't be friends with you. I'd be like, Ugh. I am more of a high tea kind of cake. You're just a lowly crumb cake. <laughs> what did I say? You eat I'm at McDonald's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Any final thoughts, takeaways, feelings? Uh, I'm going to quickly scroll through my notes where I made like I said the male singer rules. The band is in lab coats. Why? I love it. It's great. Oh, I didn't I even just, notice yeah, that. I, made some, I guess they're the surgeons. Um, I thought one of my favorite lines was when they – when they because um, it's really – some of the lines are hilarious and very cutting. Mm. And then my favorite mm. line in the whole film was when John C. Riley gets caught um, having been masturbating in oh, his yeah. room. And so they put his hand in a toaster to stop so him. So sad and cruel. Yeah, so bad. And uh, Olivia Coleman says, like, what were you doing? How were you doing it? Yeah. And he's like, I was looking at a picture of a naked woman on a horse. <laughs> And he's, and she says, the way you're going, meaning like the way, you know, you're, you're, you're 30 days into yeah. this trip, you're about to be turned into an animal. The way you're going, you, you'd be better placed actually looking at the horse, basically. Because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you're about to be turned into an animal. So like, oh, uh, I like that one. One of my favorite lines is Rachel Weiss's, um, she's describing the language they've invented. 
And she's going through some of the rudimentary things like if we turn our heads to the right, it means I love you. But if we turn our heads to the left, it means we're in danger. We have to make sure not to get that confused <laughs> yeah, at the start. Yeah. And then we, if we raise our hand, it means I love you. If we put your fist behind your back, it means let's fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just doing it as well very slowly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like she can't help with that voice but sound like it, it – God, she has got a good voice, right? Yeah. Goddamn. It's like they're trying to sound like as unemotive and uh, I don't know – what would you call it? Like, um, not unerotic. That's not a word. They're not trying to sound erotic. Oh, she doesn't sound, even though it's a really sexy voice, she doesn't sound sexy. Yeah. No, yeah. it's just that's so blatant. Again, it's like that the subtlety thing is gone. Yeah. So they can't be. Yeah. It doesn't exist in this world, I guess. Yeah. Well, the lobster. <sighs> Lobby. Put it in a pot, boil it up, suck out the juices. I think we did that today. Mmm. That was uh, some good crab. Next week. Live and die by the crab. <laughs> Yeah. Join us next week for our continuation of the existential trilogy mm-hmm. uh, with The Killing of a Sacred Deer, a film yeah. that my parents went to see at the cinema about when it came out and hated it so much they nearly walked out. Uh, so that's what I got to look forward to. <laughs> I wish they put that on the poster that your parents review. <laughs> they hate that film. And uh, I don't know really so anything good. about it. So, Oh, great. Uh, it's... Yeah. I of it's probably my least favorite from memory. Maybe that maybe that will change with this with this viewing. But mm. um, just Colin, having watched the back, lobster back with Colin, right? Back with Colin. That, that's the tricky thing about this trilogy is two of them have Colin, two of them have Olivia, two of them have Weiss. There's no there's no like oh. there probably is, but no like big like stark yeah right. obvious. Well, Yorgos. Oh yeah, well obviously he's the star. <laughs> he's the thread. Yeah, no. Awesome. I liked The Lobster. Yeah, Four was, out of five. Um, it's fun. It's not like God's gift to Art House, but it's like, it's good. Yeah. Was, it's good. Lukewarm, probably three. Okay. Wow. Yeah, because I can see Not even that, a three half. Uh, you want to give it like a little half? Have a heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll give it three and a half because he's Greek. There we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, me. Course. Yeah. You're Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We love you lots. Have we thanks Jack? Oh, yeah. Thanks again to Jack for our artwork. Yeah. Brilliant, beautiful artwork. Thank you again for listening. We will see you again next week for The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah. Until then, uh, be happy, be healthy, go well. Yeah, go well. What? <laughs> <laughs>